Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to TGIF. Thank God it's forever where Jesus most definitely comes first. This once again is Chapman Andrew teaching the unchangeable word of God. This was this theme song and you'll know... It's us, and today truly, it truly is just us and not just me, because normally when I do this alone, and uh, I do this, it's usually me, but today it's us, and today we are greeted once again by our f- one of our favorite people here, my co-host, so go ahead and say hello. Hello, everyone. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. It's good to hear you again on the show. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So a little funny story for the listeners real quick. By the way, guys, we do need to pray for him. He is not feeling the greatest, so we're going to be praying for him later on before we start. Because, you know, we always here like to pray before we do anything. Before you read, pray. Before you eat, pray. Before you start the show, pray. Before you read the word, pray. Before Even before you pray, pray. Think about it. Even before you pray, pray. Why do I say that? Because if you don't know what to say or what to pray about, you just pray. Lord, you give me the opportunity to know what to pray about. You show me what you want me to pray about. So before you pray, pray as well. So a little funny story. I was talking to one of my... I was actually on YouTube today. My One of my YouTubers that I have not seen go live at all decided to go live. And as he was going live, his... His YouTube page is called Overpass Apps. You can look him up on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all the usuals. But Overpass Apps. And I believe his website's called OverpassApps.com. Anyways, he was live today. And he was talking about about ad moms. I think they're called ad mom or something. It's basically a way of uh, in-app purchases that allow you to make money for your app. Or the company who owns the app site that I use, Apps Geyser, that allows you to make the apps for free, has to have app ads in there so they can make the money back from the the apps that you make because they are free. And so in order for you them to continue to be free, they have to have ads in there. And uh and so talking about ad and ad revenue and what you should do or should you not have ads and all this other stuff. And he got to a point to where he talked about TV commercials for a minute and how some people do like Facebook ads for free apps, which really you don't need to do Facebook ads for free apps because it's not going to really, it's not going to benefit you in any way monetary wise. And, uh, and he said, it's just like TV commercials. What they do is they, 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 have ads on there that you don't know you need until you see the ad. So the and uh, for apps, that's not really a good idea to do it that way. And, he, and then then I made the comment. I said, well, I said usually on TV, it's because he mentioned about 
different things the ads on TV are. And then I made my joke comment. I said, well, usually on TV, it's all about erectile pills, erectile pills, or hair loss cream. And so I made that comment. And he mentioned me in the comment a bunch of times. But at the end of the whole thing, when he finally got done with his little broadcasting live to go eat and stuff, he says, and no one ever mentioned about the beard that, I was, that I'm trying to grow over here or attempting to grow. He says, well, Chaplin did mention about, you know, hair loss cream. He said it was a little bit irrelevant, but he did mention about hair loss cream. So I just, I just thought that was kind of, kind of a little funny little story there, just to let you guys laugh a little bit because, you know, it is. It was funny. I made a joke because that's basically anymore, and my uh, co-host will agree with me. Basically anymore, that's all it is about. It's about hair loss cream and erectile. Do you got erectile dysfunction? You know, if you if you have a you know what lasting more than four hours, please seek like that's that's really all they advertise anymore. They never advertise for anything good anymore. It's all about how you're losing your manhood and now you gotta regain it back by taking pills. <laughs> so with that being said, guys, uh it was just a little funny story, and I thought I'd give you a little funny story. Let me give you one more th- funny piece. Let's see if I can load Facebook up on here. Yes, I should be able to. I'll tell you a quick funny joke that my wife had sent to me through uh, through Facebook Messenger. And everyone, I love you to death, hun. I love you, love you, love you. So let me go and do this again. See if I can find her. There we are. And here's the joke that she sent me. And it's just cute. What kind of doctor is Dr. Pepper? A physician. And it's spelled F-I-Z-Z-C-I-A-N, physician, as in fizz from the pop. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> it's cute. It's not hilarious, but it's cute. So that being said, well, guys, I got my sound system hooked up. I got things working. We are doing good here. And I've, if I haven't told my co-host yet, I found my answer to the problem of why Spreaker keeps going out. And stopping on us. It's because when I go to play a song that's not on here on my list of songs, I go into my add a song list, add a song button, and then I go to pick songs. Well, it's not very good for multitasking in the same spot. Like if I'm doing three to four different things with Spreaker Studio, it's going to lag. But if I do Spreaker Studio and say... Twitter, like what I'm doing right now, it's going to run just fine because Twitter is different than Spreaker Studio. Or if I go on the podcast portal app and I log into the portal chat, which I already am on, if I do that, then that's not going to have any issues. But if I do like five different things in Spreaker at one time, it's going to have some issues because you're multitasking with the same item more than once or twice. And so it has issues. So being that said, when I'm going to play a song... The song is taking presence over everything, which is a lot stronger than what I'm trying to do. And then as I go to pick me a song, it breaks up, it crackles, it has all these issues. And then, lo and behold, it freezes and stops and cuts off. So I got my like 15, 14, 15 songs in my list. And I figured if I play my songs, in the, uh, I prepare the song list ahead of time. Don't pick anything else. Make sure I'm hearing from God. Pick only the songs... He wants me to play, 
and then play those songs to the song list, I'm okay. It doesn't cut out and it doesn't quit. So everything works with that. We got our five-hour time slot as well. So we are doing, we are doing good. We are going to be doing excellent today, and we're going to have a good time doing the show. And we are going to enjoy. You're going. We're just going to enjoy being with each other. That's the whole point of the show, is to enjoy being with each other. Two things I want to mention first, and we're going to pray for both of them. Well, we'll pray for one of them right now. But for you guys at home, keep me and keep my co-host here in your prayers. Number one, he is not feeling the greatest, and that's good. That's not good, but it's 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 okay because God will restore it, and it's going to be good, yes. And he's just not feeling good. He hasn't got a lot of sleep, so keep him in your prayers. And pray for me because... This not having a job situation is taking the toll on me and the wife, and we just, we're, it's hard. I mean, I will be honest with the listeners. I'm not going to sit here and beat around the bush and try to act like I'm somebody that I'm not. I went went to go get prayer from my pastor last yesterday because he had, he had a message, and in his message he said, "Are you? do you guys, how many of you have earthquakes in your walk right now? And that's where I got the part of the message from, not exactly the, the message itself the title of the message. And I walked up and said, Pastor, I said, there's earthquakes in my life right now that I just don't know if I can deal with them. And I broke down in front of my pastor at the church and he just prayed for me and loved on me and hugged me and that's the way pastor's supposed to be. So if you need some loving, you need some hugging and you want someone to pray for you and you're in the Ravenna area or anywhere in the uh, Ravenna, Cleveland area, not Cleveland, but Ravenna, Kent, any places like that, you need some hugging and some loving, and you need some prayers, come see me. I don't mind doing it for you. You know how we are here at TGIF. We'd love to pray for you. And if you want to, you can always call us here at one three zero two four four eight eight four four three. Direct your phone calls to either me or my co-host, which is Chris. Direct your messages to either one of us. And I'll get that with him, and he will get that out to God, and he will pray for you as well. But for the meantime, let's get into a few, but brief, or should I say, to our announcements. <laughs> Number one, guys, go to communitycloud222 at gmail.com, spelled C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y-C-L-O-U-D-222 at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. And I hate to say it because I don't really hate to say that because there are people who love going to the email, and that's great because I want you to. What can you do there? Number one, you can send out your prayer requests, give us all your prayer requests. Even if you just want a shout out on the podcast, send us your first name, your city, and your state, and we'll shout out to you on TGIF, where Jesus does most definitely come first. But I'll tell you more about why I don't like repeating it later on in the show when we get to the last of the announcements. But number two, call us at one three zero two four four eight eight four four three. Again, that's one three zero two four four eight TGIF. Also, keep in mind for worship. We're doing it again this week. Worship Saturdays is 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 being becoming a big hit. People are liking Worship Saturdays. So come on, join us for Worship Saturdays, where we do nothing but worship God. That's it. We just grab your favorite drink, your favorite iced tea, your favorite soda, even if you want a glass of wine and just chill. Grab your favorite drink, get in your recliner, 
kick back, max, relax, and chill, and just enjoy yourself. Because that's what it is. It's time to it's time to unwind from the message and just enjoy yourself. Just give it all to God. That's that is your day. If you, because people always talk about meditation in this world, and meditation is not a good idea because that opens your mind up to all the spiritual wickedness in this world. Because when you meditate, you're spiritually opening your mind. It's just like hypnotists when they hypnotize you and they look into your subconscious. You're opening your mind to all the demonic spirits around you. They can flow right into you and do all kinds of stuff that you don't want them to do. Well, we got bad poor connection here. There we go. So now we can't uh, share this episode to nobody. That is just great. Okay, we'll have to do it. We'll have to do it the old school way. And we'll be doing it the old school way, which is my cell phone. And sending the link to everyone in town. (laughs) But that is okay. God will still have his way on the episode no matter what. With that being said, so go ahead, just get your favorite drink, max, relax, chill, enjoy yourself, and just meditate on God. Give him your heart, let him know what's going on, even if it went good, let him know, Lord, it went beautiful today. So do that, and enjoy yourself, and that's what Worship Saturdays is all about. It's not one of those, we have to get into a word, get into a message, it's all about just relaxing and enjoying yourself. Also, be aware for the new segment of Outside of the Classroom Wednesdays with my Bible study teacher, Pastor John. Now, he hasn't been there for the last couple of weeks, so we had Pastor Barry doing the messages, which is good. He's got a good message going on. But Pastor John will be back soon, and we pray for his return. His wife, pray for him, guys. His wife is sick, and she's got the cancer deal going on, and he doesn't want to leave her alone right now because of her going through the chemotherapy. It's helping, but it's just you don't want to leave her alone with all that scare going on. So pray for him as well, guys. Also, keep in mind for the rumble, where we'll be shaking the heavens, rattling the earth, and rumbling against the principalities of darkness and evil. We'll take one day out of the week and do nothing but fight, 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 pray, 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 rumble, rumble, rumble. Now, why do I say preferably at midnight? Think about it, guys. Darkness loves darkness. When you're in a dark room, you can't see nothing in front of your face, not even your hand, because it's dark. All that darkness collects in that room. But when you turn on a nightlight, some of the darkness is dispelled, and you can see part of your hand. You turn on another nightlight, more darkness is dispelled, you can start seeing more of your hand. So finally, all the lights are turned on, all that darkness is dispelled, either into another room, or completely gone and that's the same thing we do with jesus but preferably because darkness comes out at midnight and so when you pray with the light of jesus displaying the light of christ darkness flees the bible says that angel the demons tremble and satan has to flee at the name of jesus not at the poof ta-da here i am i'm jesus i'm showing up in front of you jesus does not have to physically be there for the devil to flee. All you have to do is Jesus and it's done. If you're going through depression, Jesus and it's over. If you're going through lust or alcoholism or drugs, Jesus and it's over. Whatever is plaguing your day, just Jesus and it's over. So 
That's what I'm trying to say. Amen, guys. It's all about displaying the light of Jesus. It's at his name, not at the poof, ta-da, here I am, not the presence. Jesus don't have to show up for nothing for the devil to know he's been there and that he's got to get out of that situation now. Because, see, Jesus lives inside us, and if he lives inside us, he doesn't have to physically show up. So that being said, it's at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So with that being said, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for the government. We're going to pray for the president. And we're going to pray for us, the ministry, and all this fun stuff. So let's take a minute out. Even though I do not like the president at this moment, he's not the greatest guy in the world. Even though I disagree with what what he's doing, doesn't mean... They won't take time out to pray for him. And even then, when this starts, and we have a president that we may not like, we will still pray for him. So let's pray real quick for our president. Just because we have to, not because we have to, but we love God and we want God to be, uh, we want God to be shown throughout this entire world. So Lord, we come back before you humbly, humbly before you in the name of Christ, in the name of Jesus. And we ask you, Lord, to be with our president, to be with the man who you who you set in power to be able to do our bidding for the United States, Lord. Lord, I may not like the guy. I may, I may disagree with what he has to say, Lord, but you put him in power for a reason. Hold on, guys. I got you. Plug my phone because it's about to die. And so we thank you, Lord, that you are having, or that you are in his uh, office right now, Lord, in the office of being the president, and that you, Lord, are directing his every move. And Lord, help him to love you more. Because, Lord, I don't know what his faith is, I don't know what he believes. I just ask you, Lord, to help him to love you more so that he can fully and correctly in in your will do what you want him to do for this world, this United States of America. So we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. It's all, excuse me, in the matchless name of Christ that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So with that being said, that's what we're going to be doing. But we're going to take a whole hour out of our time and do nothing but pray. Pray for people, the government, the president, anybody and everybody. If you got a prayer request, like I said before, go to communitycloud222 at g-m-a-i-l dot c-o-m. That's communitycloud. That's c-o-m-m-u-n-i-t-y-c-l-o-u-d-222 at gmail.com. And send us your prayer request right straight to there. And we would love, love, love to pray for you. We'd love to. It would be such a blessing to pray for you. So go to Community Cloud and we'll pray for you right there. And send us all of your prayer requests. Amen? So, with that being said, guys, our next announcement, i got to disconnect my phone from there. Our next announcement is this. Download the app. It's not for us. It is for you guys. That's it. It's for you guys to be encouraged each and every week. Hold on. Let me get this plugged in because I plugged it into my USB spot for a minute, guys. And it, it uh, gave my my sound really bad hissing, so I want to correct that problem before we start the show. Because you guys can't listen to the show if there's hissing. There we go. 
So with that being said, go to communitycloud222 at gmail.com and send us your prayer requests. Now, the only other thing that I got to do is I got to disconnect one thing. Hold on, guys. Okay, where is the... Hold on, just for a second, guys. It's 6.48 p.m. Hold on, we have a Facebook brief... Right now. We have a brief issue going on. We'll be getting him right back on in just a second. We had an issue and our phone hung up on us. That's okay. Devil, you have no way and authority over this. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, guys, download the app. It's not for us. It is for you guys. It's for us to encourage you each and every week throughout your every day. Here we go. Just a brief second, guys. So download that app. Sorry about that. The devil has to leave us alone. Um, you said you were going to pray for me in some other prayer. Yes, we're going to pray for you. Yes, we will pray for you as soon, once we're done with the announcements. Before we do anything else, we're going to pray for you. Absolutely. And some other prayer. I think it was about your job. Or? Yeah, we're going to pray for that too. So with okay. that being said, guys, download the app. It's not for us. It is for you. It's Don't get me wrong. We love when you download this app. We love it. We love it. We love it. It's great. But don't download it for us. Download it because it encourages you. Whether it's the music we play during the show, the messages we get from God, the play buttons that you enjoy listening to, or the fact that you can chat with us and communicate with us in all these different areas. Whatever it is that encourages you, do it. Because it is for you. It's not for us. It's for us to encourage you through the app every day of the week. So what can you do on the app? Number one, you can listen to the show. Straight at the first page, podcast portal, you can listen to the show. Number two, you can make comments with a free Spreaker.com account. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. And here's the easy way, to, easy way to do this. Go to the app. Go to the chat bubble. When you click on the chat bubble at the top of the page on the app, you'll see the chat bubble. And when you log on, click on it, Go to the very top where it says sign in. And then just right there on that page, once you hit sign in, you have all these different options. Just find where it says Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. It should be right at the top of the page. Put in your email address, uh, choose a password, a username and stuff. Just the basics. And then when you're done, log out of the app, completely log back and keep in the back button until it says log out hit yes log back in you should be logged in you should make all the, you should be able to make comments now with that with a free speaker.com account you should be able to make comments after that so you have to log out of everything of the app first and log back in for it to register that you're still logged in because if you don't it won't register that you're logged in for some reason so do that uh what else can you do you can you can communicate with me through facebook 
Twitter, and email. And again, like I said, I don't want to have to keep repeating this, but because the reason why I say that is because it takes a lot of effort to go C spelled C O M M U N I T Y C L O U D two 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 at G M A I L dot C O M. Phew. See, it takes a lot. I had to suck in my gut to say all that. And what happens is, in the app, you just click on the bottom right-hand corner of any page where the envelope picture is. Click on your email client, which is Google, Yahoo, Bing, AOL, whatever you use. And then click Always. Type in your message. And then hit Send. Seems like a lot, but the next time you go there, you click the email button right-hand corner of any page. The email button looks like an envelope. It instantly, that quick, takes you to your email, to, to the email of Community Cloud. Never, ever again do you have to spell anything out. Just click on it, uh, type in your email, and hit send. It's that easy. That is a patented TGIF life hack. It makes your life so much easier. What else can you do on the app? You can listen to the three play buttons. That's 95.5 The Fish from Cleveland, Ohio. KJIC out of Texas. No. Uh, 95.5 The Fish is a contemporary gospel station with uh, uh, Torn Wells is on there and people like that. Um, For King Country, they they do the song with Dolly Parton called uh, Gallery Knows or something like that. So there's a bunch of new school stuff on there. KJIC is a more old school country and western gospel station. It does like the Old World Cross and How Great Thou Art, Amazing Grace and... Uh, it is well with my soul and things like that, but it also does like Concrete Angel and In the Heart of the Angel and all those different things. So it has more of the old school country flair. So that's good too. And then the third button that you can listen to is my former church, Evangel Christian Churches. So when they're not live, you can go to Evangel Christian Churches straight through the app, click on the green Evangel button, and you should be able to load it right up. I did test out all the features of the app today. It is working beautifully. There is nothing to fix. But in a couple weeks from now, maybe sometime next month, well, in a couple weeks from now, I'm going to say this, we are going to update the app again. I'm going to put some new colors into the play buttons on the actual front page itself because now we can tailor the app to whatever colors we want to. We can add colors, change colors. and So that way, the, the app itself... The actual play, it not the play button, but that too, but the actual playlist, the play button, the whole thing. The actual front page of the app. Will, what's the word I'm looking for again, Lord? I can't remember what I'm trying to say now. There's a specific word for it. There's a specific word for it. The player. That's what it is. The entire player will be a different color and you can we can have it so you so that when you do uh, click on it or when I when I change it it'll be a different color it's going to be a it's going to be cool and so give me your guys's opinions what you want done to the player if you want something extra special if you want to see something of a color that you don't think that uh that uh, that you think you would love to see then let us know what's going on I'm checking something out on the app right now while we're here so go ahead check out that and tell me what you want tell me if you want to change some colors or what what the case is but give us some ideas, and we'd love to hear from you. Again, that's Community Cloud 222 at com or 1302448844. Again, that's 1302448TGIF. And what else can you do? You can do a Google search result at the bottom of the Play Buttons page, 
And you can type in, if you need more information about anything, you can type a Google search result and you'll find your answers there as well. Always, though, always, 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 Google Apple, uh, Apple's Safari or what's her name? Siri. So Google, Siri, and Alexa do not know everything. That's one of my that's one of my uh, shirt designs I have guys out in the store. We have a store too. And I'll give you that link as well in just a second. That's bit.ly. That's bit.ly forward slash swag s w a g all capital letters attire a t t i r e all, all lowercase. So bit.ly forward slash swag all in word s w a g and attire a t t i r e all lowercase. Go to the Swag Attire shop and check out what you would like to see. We got designs there. And if you guys would love to, I don't know, we will have to do a special thing for you guys. But if you guys would love to, number one, we can do custom prints as well. You give me a design, I'll do a custom print for you. And we'll have to make a specific custom link for you. And then when we're done with that link, we just make that private so no one else can see it. And the second thing is I give all my first-time buyers a sample discount, it's called. It's called I call it the host sample discount. And what that means is I can buy samples of any product I got on the store so I can show it off. And I get 50% off the sample price. So I get... I get I don't know if exactly 50% off, but I get a pretty big discount for being sampled. So, like, if a mask costs $14.99, I only have to pay, like, 7 8 bucks for the mask. So, if you want something from the store, just go to communitycloud222 at gmail.com or 1302448843. Again, it's 1302448TGIF. And let me know what item you found that you like. Whether it's a shirt, a mask, I want to design about it. I want you to tell me what it is. Whether it says, you know, level up on the front in Christ on the back shirt or whatever. And, and tell me your size and everything that you need for that shirt. And then what I will do is I will then purchase the order through my ATM card for the first time as a sample. Give Buy the sample for you and then I'll ship that sample to you. Because a shirt, a hat, a mug, things like that shouldn't cost a lot. And I'll ship the sample to you guys. That way you guys will get the, the lower, low sample price. And you'll be able to enjoy the product. And we got our, we got our uh, store logo out too now. It says, it says swag attire on the page. It's all in black. Then above the word swag, there's a line with a space with three small crosses and then another line over a tire, same thing at the bottom, over, under swag is a line, space, three little crosses, and then the tire has a line as well. And so that is our slogan for the store. I think it's a great store, a great slogan, for the, a great little uh, design for our store. I love it, and it's on the top of our store as well. But go to the store, check it out. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash S-W-A-G, all capital, and then attire, A-T-T-I-R-E, all lowercase. So go ahead, check out the store link, and I'm going to be learning how to put links into my podcast, guys, so when we talk about it, it'll instantly pop up. So with that being said, go check that out as well, and what else can you do on the on the app itself? You can, you can not only can you do a Google search result, but you can also, you can chat with us, not just the host, 
like through my Facebook, my Twitter, and my in the email. But you can also contact and connect with us through the portal chat feature. And you can chat with not just me or the co-host, but you can also chat with all of the listeners who have the app as well. So go ahead, download the app. It's not for us. It is for you guys. It's for us to encourage you guys each and every single week. So with that being said, one last announcement that I got to make, and this is the most exciting thing. Well, not the most exciting thing, but I mean, it's good when we have these every once in a while, but we here on TGIF will be having a special guest and uh, we're probably going to be recording it the 27th, I believe, unless me and my co-host here decides to go live. But his name is officially, and I just got it in here. Okay, he's in the Eastern Time Zone. Let me see what his his name is. There we go. There's the 11 different conversations. And his name is... Is Zoom. We do this on Zoom, guys. Just let you guys know. Where is his name? His name is Tom Todd T O D D S P E N C E Spence. Todd Spence. We will be welcoming Todd Spence for the first time to TGIF, and we will be talking with him. And he is a registered. He is a registered. Uh, a registered um, paramedic. So if you guys got any health questions at all, please send them to communitycloud222 at gmail.com or 1302448843. Again, that's 1302448TGIF. We sound like a hotline now. We gave our telephone number out so much, we sound like a hotline. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We won't charge you five ninety nine per minute like those hotlines charge you. It's free. It's just like uh, it's just like the old joke used to say. There was a joke that goes out. Uh, this uh, pastor comes from this pastor comes from the United States over to uh, to Israel, and uh, the priest over in, the rabbi in Israel has a phone in the corner of the room, a little red telephone, and the and the minister in from the United States says, "What's that?" He goes, "Oh, that's a direct line to God." No, no, no. The, I'm sorry, guys. I lost my I lost my train of thought. the The rabbi from uh, Israel comes out to America to visit uh, the pastor of a church, and his little telephone in the corner. He goes, "What's that telephone there?" He goes, "Well, that's our direct line to God." He's like, "Okay, how much does it cost?" He goes, "Well, he goes, uh, it's five ninety nine a minute." And so he goes, "Okay." So he makes a call. He calls somebody, and and then uh. He he picks up the call and he he makes a call and he talks to God and then he hangs up the phone. And he goes okay. He goes, but the check will be in the mail. And the minister says okay. So finally, the minister goes to Israel and he looks at the corner of the room. There's a little red telephone. He goes, well, what's that? He goes, well, that's our direct line to God as well. He goes, and uh, how much does it cost? He goes, oh, ours is free. He goes, how come yours is free? He goes, ours is a local call. So it reminded me of that little joke. It's like a hotline, but see, ours is a local yeah. call. We're free. We're not going to charge you anything for making a phone call um, on that. Uh, making a phone call on, on the prayer line. So with that being said, guys, I have to do something just for a quick second. Hold on, just for a brief moment, guys. Where are we at? There we go.
I had to do it just for a second, guys. I hope this works. Um. With that being said, guys, download the app. It's not for us. It is for you. We love when you download it, but it's it's not all about the downloads. It's what encourages you each and every week. So, with that being said, we're gonna be we're gonna be joining our guest Todd here to the show for the first time. And if you got any questions, send them to the uh, telephone line and the email address. Again, it's communitycall222 at gmail.com or 1302448843. Get it, it's 1302448TGIF. Let me speak that slower. 1302448TGIF. Where Jesus does most definitely ultimately come first. <clears throat> With that being said, that does conclude our announcements and... Let's pray, shall we? Um, I have a inconvenience right now. What's up? Um, I'm being asked by someone what my Wi-Fi password is. Well, don't my listen, listeners here will agree with us. Don't ever give out your Wi-Fi password. If it's yours, do not give it out. Do not they, give out they, the Wi-Fi password to anybody unless, unless it's a rule that if you have Wi-Fi, you have to share. Other than that, if you don't have, have to, to, don't give it out. We have to share. Oh, you have to share. We have, we have to share, yeah. So is it your Wi-Fi or is it the uh, house's Wi-Fi? House. Okay, then. If it's the house's Wi-Fi, then you should be okay. So, uh, you should be just fine. Uh but we will pray for you as well. So whenever you're ready, you want to pray, let us know when you're ready. Can you give me half a minute? Yep, I'll give you half a minute to pray, and I'll talk with the listeners for a minute. Hello, guys. We are back here again, and we are doing fabulous today, guys. I hope you guys are doing well. And just to let you know a little bit about in my life what's going on, I'm still looking for a job, so please pray for that as well because it's not fun being jobless. Don't get me wrong. I would love to be jobless and be podcasting all day for you guys and doing ministry work all day every day, but it is what it is. I don't have one just yet, but we will get. I will get one within the next near soon future. I'm talking about within the next week or two, I'll have a job. But right now it's taking a toll on the wife and I because... It's just, it's hard. It's hard to do this. It's hard to be the man of the household and wanting to have a family and wanting to, you know, provide for that, but then uh, not having a job. So it's hard to want to provide for a family but not have a job to do so. So we're working on that issue. I'm learning how to drive as well, guys. So be aware, I will be on the road. Those of you who listen to us from Kent, Ohio, be aware, I will be on the road. So just that's a fair warning. Oh, excuse me, that I will be on the road. Chaplain Andrew will be driving soon. I already am driving. I've been around the block in my new car already. Well, the wife's car. It's in my name, though, too. So we own the new 2021 Chevy Trax. It's not Trax, but Chevy Equinox. Good car. So I've been around the block in that thing. I've been learning how to drive and everything. So I'm learning. Hey, it's doing what it's doing, but I'm doing good. Other than that, everything's going well. Everything's going good in our lives. We just have to have a little 
as we call it, in storm or earthquake, which we'll get to more of that about that into the message as soon as my co-host gets here because he's got a little inconvenience, and that's okay. The devil can inconvenience anytime he wants to. He can show up anytime he wants to to inconvenience us, but you know what? We're not going to let him because it's only God that can interrupt anything. The devil can't interrupt anything that God puts together. Like the like we always say when we do weddings, and by the way, I'm doing a wedding very soon for one of my wife's friends. So we'll be taking a trip to Indiana to do a first wedding. But not a first wedding, but a first wedding in Indiana. So with that being said, just like they say at the weddings, what God puts together, let no man or the devil put asunder. Let, let no man or the devil tear apart what God has put together. So if God's destined it to be together, let it be and let no man or the devil himself put it asunder or tear it apart. Because it's it's ultimately from God. And when God does what God's going to do, God, the devil can't do anything unless God gives him physical permission to do so. Remember that. Just because your day's gone rotten doesn't mean that doesn't mean that the devil just automatically went up and started doing things. No, he has to have permission first from God Almighty to do anything. He, he's he got to petition God to say, you know what, God? I want to ruin Andrew's day today. Can I do that? He actually has to physically ask permission. And God does let him sometimes ruin your day for a testimony. And we're going to, we're going to get into that later on in the message because I'm going way ahead of myself over. I'm speaking parts of the message I'm not even supposed to speak until later on. We're not even in the message yet and we're, and I'm speaking about it. <laughs> so it's going to be, a, it's going to be a good day today, guys. We're going to enjoy ourselves here and just go ahead right now if you need to run to the bathroom use the bathroom get you a drink whatever it is you want to get you a snack i got me some snacks i got me some of my favorite snack my pistachios it's a good keto friendly snack that you can eat on the keto diet it's not exactly 100 percent keto and it's got some carbs to it but you can have a bowl of pistachios and you should be okay i mean i've been chewing on them and i'm feeling good So, with that being said, how is everyone doing today? Let me send you guys a message here. for a minute.
Okay, I got two. I have to go to the front. There we go. There we go, guys. There is your first message, your personal message from Mr. DJF. Let you know a little bit about how everything starts since we're still just, I'm just giving you a piece of my heart for a minute. How this all started. One day, though, I want to do the history of podcasting. Start off with radio and how it all started and all that fun stuff. And uh, I have to do a lot of research on that one. That would be a good episode to do the history of podcasting. Because it all started out with radio. And how this all started, me and a buddy of mine, Red, and I love him to death. Red, if you're out there, let me know. I love you to death. Let me know if you're out there, Lord uh, Red, because I love you and I want to see you back. You can't do the show with me anymore because I got my co-host, but I still love you and still want you to be part of what's going on so you can listen in, to tune in, to do what, what God wants you to do. So me and my buddy read a long time ago, I started to want to be a radio host. And I jokingly walked out of the bathroom one day, or walked to the bathroom, and I was showing off my little broadcasting uh, a kit that I had. It allowed you to make 160 different projects. It allowed you to make like a radio, a crystal radio, a transistor radio, a one transistor, two transistor, three transistor, and I see radio and all these different things. And I got one of those now. It's it's called snap circuits now. But it used to bend the wire, the, the prongs back or the springs back and put the wires in different spots to make all these radios and Morse code machines and, you know, a NOR gate and AND gate and you can turn a light bulb on. It just it did things. So, and as I did that, I made a AM broadcaster. Was called it. It said on the uh, on the uh, on the actual booklet that it came with. It said, "It said, have you ever wanted to be a radio announcer? Now is your chance to be a a full fledged radio announcer with the AM broadcaster. Hear yourself on the radio." And so I built it. I tuned it in, and I listened. And I heard my voice on the radio, on an actual real radio. It was so cool. You had to have it like, you know, two inches away from the radio or two feet or something like that. It wasn't very far. And then if and then I and so I decided to add an antenna and I got it to go across the room to the radio. Then I decided I wanted to try something else. So finally I got it to work to where I went across the parking lot to my buddy Red's car. And I told him one day and as I was walking, I said, Isn't that cool, Red? He goes, That is cool. I said, one day I want to be an actual radio host. I said, we should start a radio show on the radio. And I walked into the bathroom and walked back out. As After I used it, I said, we can call it TGIF. Thank God it's forever or something like that. It was just a joke that we should start it together. I didn't think he was actually going to, going to actually uh, go with the idea. But he actually did. He says, yeah, that would be perfect. That would be great. That would be a fun little thing to do. We should have a radio show. And at this time, me and Red were going to church together. He was going to evangel with me for a minute. And uh, we were supposed to have Red's Corner Pockets where we have the pool ball break, where you hear the sound effect. And then after that, we actually recorded that. And after you hear the pool ball break, then Red would come out and would give a scripture. And then when we give the scripture, we'd give the, we'll give what people think it means. People would call in and say, okay, it means this, this, and this. And then we'd give the biblical definition of what it means. Well, after a while, me and my buddy Red 
broke or split up because he, he claimed I was uh, too young for him. I don't know what that means per se, but it is okay. Because you know what? When God closes one door, because me and Red were two pieces of a pot. We did everything together. We hauled furniture for friend. We played video games together. We played Contra at his house to like 2, 3 in the morning trying to beat the game. I mean, that's how much we we cared about each other's friends. And the next thing you know, we split up. But you know what? That's okay. God has people in your life for a season. And when God closes, when the devil closes one door, God opens, opens up another. And that's when about not even a year later, I met Chris, my co-host my friend. He was my co-host then, and we didn't have a radio show then either. I was not even, I was just thinking about radio and getting into it and wanting to know more about it. And uh, I got an FCC license to broadcast to a radio. Not to license, but I got permission from the FCC to have a low-powered AM station, blah, blah, blah. And then I ended up arguing with a friend of mine at church about how I wanted to turn that dial and you could listen to me. I wanted an antenna up in the air and I wanted you to, uh, I wanted to be able to, for you to hear me on your radio, you're driving on the car and you tune your dial. I want to be on the dial. Well, buddy of mine said, what about phone conference calls? Well, I wasn't too a fan of that, having to hold the phone to my face. And then after that, I decided to, uh, he decided to let me know about podcasting. I said, "Nope." I said, "It sounds right. It sounds okay, but I want to have a. I want to be on that dial. I want to turn that dial and have you on there." And so one day I talked with God. I said, "God, I'm going to message this guy because I found someone who could make an antenna." And I told him, "I want to. I want you to make me an antenna. I got the money right now. I'm willing to give it to you right now." You go ahead and you tell me how I'm supposed to give this to you. I'll even wire it to you by a Western Union. I was that close. to. I was so close to giving him the money to where I waited. Because he says, look, he says, I ain't got nobody right now who wants me to make make an antenna. I said, but if I find if someone comes up, comes to me, he says, I got someone who might want one. If, you, if that person comes back to me and wants me to make them an antenna, I'll make you one as well. I said, okay. And he says, then you can Western Union to me and everything. We'll get it. And I saved that money, that $400. I saved that money until finally I went back to my email. And he says, I am so sorry. But first off, I told this to God. I said, God, I said, I said, I said, Lord, if you want this to happen and you want me to be on that radio, you will make that antenna happen. And so he came back and he says, unfortunately, we can't uh, make you an antenna at this moment. He says, but... He says, I'm so sorry that we can't make one for you. And I said, okay. And so I, I ended up going back to church and letting uh, Dr. Tom know about how he couldn't make one. And Dr. Tom says, you know, there is still podcasting. He goes, it's not exactly on the physical radio, but people from around the world can hear you. And it's better than a low-powered AM station because everyone can hear you around the world. And you'll never have to, you know, worry about only in your area. You can do it everywhere you want around the world. To different places and ever since i i bit my teeth i grit my teeth and bared and i said okay lord let's do this and ever since then i've been enjoying myself just talking to you guys even just this right here is a show and this is perfect it's my opportunity of giving my heart to you guys so with that being said i enjoy this 
So I enjoy podcasting now. It's not exactly on the radio like I wanted, but God's doing big and mighty things in this ministry. I still call it a radio ministry because it technically is a radio ministry. It is technically a radio ministry. So with that being said, I enjoy it. I'm glad you guys can tune in each and every week to the messages, to the music and all the good stuff. So let's give you guys a round of applause for tuning in today. Thank you guys for tuning in, not just only today, but every other time that YouTube tune in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We both love you to bits and pieces. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, guys, I mean, that's what's on my heart. That is what's on my heart today, and I just love you all. I love you all in the matchless name of Christ. And you can't get any better than that. You can't get any better than loving someone in the matchless name of Christ. You can't. So with that being said, what's on your guys' mind? Let me know what you guys, uh, what's on your mind in the comments section below. Also, go to our Facebook, uh, not Facebook, but go, well, go to our Facebook page called Thank God It's Forever and subscribe to there as well. Do what you need to do, like that page and all that fun stuff. Let us know in comments over there. Also, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, it's uh, C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N, Chaplain Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W-K-U-S-L-I-C-K, Chaplain Andrew Kuslick. Click me up on YouTube and go straight to the YouTube channel and start listen and, st- and hit that notification bell. No, hit that subscribe button, that notification bell, so you can ring a ling and not miss a thing, guys. So you guys can... And not miss a thing. Again, go to that the YouTube channel. That's Chaplain C H A P L A I N A N D R E W K U S L I C K. Hit that notification. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so you can and not miss a thing. With that being said, guys, we love you. We want you to be. We're glad that you're here each and every week with us, and that does conclude our announcements for today. Uh, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, good. So we're going to pray for you right now. Do you mind if we pray for you? Not at all. Who can? Who actually, in their right mind, can say no to a prayer? You, you would be act if you said no to a prayer. You'd be dumb because prayer is the, the end. devil. Right, the devil's dumb because he will say no to a prayer. He he doesn't want to be prayed for. See the see prayer is the answer to everything. If you got any, if you need an answer to anything, just pray about it. Either God will direct you in the Word, or God will direct you in the manner Word, or God will speak to you Himself, or something will happen in your world to where you'll see a TV commercial or an ad on a billboard that will have the answer to your prayer. It's like, here's here's a quick example. This is this technically is a testimony. I went to my, my YouTuber. It's about my YouTuber again that was live today. And uh, as he was live, I wasn't mentioning anything about it, but he was talking about how some people were commenting on the live feed about how uh, they're looking to get a job in this area. But they feel they're unqualified for it because they don't have the skills for it. And just because just because he talks about HTML, CSS, and all that stuff, 
and getting a job in that area doesn't mean that God can't quicken that to somebody else for something they're looking for an answer to. And so God technically gave me an answer to my prayers because he says, look, he says, don't disqualify you for anything. He goes, just because you don't know a lot about iOS or Mac OS doesn't mean that you're not qualified to have a job in that area. He goes, even if you know a little bit about it, he says that shows the employer employer that you are learning about and that you are committed to learning more. And that will also show the employer that you want to learn something. So they will, in turn, they possibly in turn can hire you. He said, my dad used to always say this. He says, apply for everything. No matter what the job is, apply for everything because you do not know what technically you're you're qualified for because he says they might have five different opportunities for that one job in that one area and you'll never know if you fit any of those opportunities just because they show one on the indeed or whatever they show for their jobs just because they show that one opportunity doesn't mean they got a bunch of them all together and you suit their interest for something else it's like just because they're they're an html or a developer company doesn't mean that they can't hire you because you're you're a great cleaner or you know you make a great secretary or whatnot or you you have great typing skills just because just because they're a programming company doesn't mean they can't use you for other things so with that being said guys i learned something today and god spoke through through him to me and he, he supplied everything i have to tell him that later on when i Get the chance he's going live again next week, so I have to see when he's going live. But yeah, it it was good seeing him live, and God answered a prayer. And technically, I almost fell asleep this morning because my wife gets off at like six in the morning, and then we, uh, I try to stay up during the night so that when she gets home, well, I stay up during the night because I was trying to get a nighttime job. And I have to stay up so I can stay up for my job. And when she gets home, we sleep together a little bit, and then. On Mondays, I get up to do my show, but I had to prepare some stuff, so I almost fell asleep, and if I would have fell asleep, I would have missed him going live. If I would have missed him going live, I would have then missed the answer that God had for me in his live stream. So with that being said, let's pray. Lord, we thank you, and we come humbly before you in the matchless name of Christ, and we ask you, Lord, to be with us, not just during this show, but be with us in our every walk with you, Lord. And Lord, and in being with us in, includes us being healthy and being well and not being sick, Lord, because, because Lord, we can't do for you if we're not feeling good. If we're, it's just like the other day, Lord, on Sunday when I was not myself and I was, and I was feeling down about myself, feeling down about situations going on. If I did, if I had that going on today, Lord, I couldn't do what I did today. Because I couldn't, can't let you in. I can't let you in when I when I bombard those feelings around me, and you, I can't let you in. And so when I can't, if I can't do that, then we can't do what we need to do for you. So even just the the main issue of being healthy is not being sick and stuff. We want you to be with us, Lord, with that area too. And I want you to I want you to to touch Chris right now, Lord, and to heal him from what's going on and. To stop all that nonsense that the devil is going on. Because this is all a test from the enemy. And we know this, Lord. We know that it's a test from you. And you're using the enemy to test us. 
by doing these things so that we so that you can truly see who we are in Christ and we're not going to waver our faith lord just because of a little sickness or a little bit of hardship we're not going to waver no matter how i feel or how chris feels we're not going to waver in our faith lord because it's you and it's only you that's doing what you're doing and you're doing it for a reason and it's always going to work out for our good according to your purpose it says lord it says in your word reminder of the scripture says everything will work out for the good according to your purpose so lord i ask you to touch him to heal him from the tops of his heads to the soles of the tops of his head to the soles of his feet and i ask you lord to to touch him to bless him to give him the strength and encouragement to keep doing for you and uh, lord we thank him every day for being here with us because it's a blessing to have him here and lord we thank you that you're giving him strength even now even though he ain't talking a lot lord but giving him strength to even to come on and just be with the listeners and enjoy time with them we thank you lord that he is able to do this and that you're giving him strength give him the peace that comes all understanding and lord be with him throughout his week so that he can know that you are still there and you love him and you want him to be well. As Peter once said in the word, Lord, it says that, he says, Brother, I, urge, I my pleas is that you are well, you are healthy, I, I, I should say prosperous in health, in finance, and in health. So we thank you, Lord, that you are prospering him in, in both finance and in health. And Lord, I want to come and pray too for a minute, Lord, about me. Because, Lord, I don't got this job just yet, and I'm still waiting on what you want me to do. So show me the way. Show me what you want me to do. And thank you, Lord, for that piece of that piece of an answer that you gave to me earlier, Lord, because I'm going to take that to heart. So, Lord, thank you that you are still working in me, and that I thank you, Lord, for this job in advance that's going to come forth. And it's going to bring forth rivers of water from you, Lord, that's going to, that's going to bless not just me and the wife, but the ministry prosperously, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you desire to me to be prosperous in health and in finance as well, Lord. So we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you. It's all in the matchless name of Christ that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. And listeners, um, don't feel ashamed or anything like that to pray for us because we need prayer just like you do. Yes. Um, I ask all of you to pray for me, for my health. Also, that uh, I will have good health and that I will prosper in finances as I'm looking for a place to move to from here. Absolutely. We're not perfect. And pray, pray for Mr. TGIF also that um, he will be able to find a job. And the Stoneman's family. In the majestic name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And like what I said, guys, we're not perfect. We, just because we do a biblical Christian show, we give a word out, we play the worship music, and we talk to you, we give you what God, God gives to us. Just because we do that, we're not perfect. Anybody in the world, even an atheist, can come up with a feel-good, you know, goosebump feeling message that you feel is from God and it's not come up with a really feel good message and make you just fall on that floor and convulse because you think oh my God it was truly from you and you and he could be an atheist and do the same thing but still going straight to hell so just because just because 
we're doing a show on the podcast and whatnots doesn't mean we're perfect. We are not perfect by far. Now, are we saved and going to heaven? Absolutely. Do we know where we're going? Absolutely. Do you know? The question is, do you know where you're going? That's the question for you guys, for you the listener out there. Because if you're tuning in for the first time and you're wondering why we're talking about going to heaven or going to hell, the Bible says, and I will iterate this, and I don't want to bring this into a salvation message again because I do a lot of those as we speak. But if you truly do not know where you're going to stand, if you're not sure exactly what's going on in your life, and you just you know happen to find us, whatever reason it was, because it wasn't, it wasn't by accident. There's no such thing as you finding something by accident. It's like when I found ten dollars in Michigan that day, I went to go visit my family. That wasn't by accident. That was by divine appointment. God put that there for a reason for me to find it. Just like just like the show, and like my church evangel says. It's not by accident that you happen to tune into us via the internet or whether you stumbled in our front door. It's not by accident. It's by divine appointment. There's a reason why you're there. Just like it was no accident that I was actually on the live stream with them, it was divine appointment while I was there for a reason. So we're not perfect, but if you don't, we know where we're going, but if you do not know where you're going, you can simply know by repeating this after me, guys. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we again get to come together before you, Lord. And just to and just to love on you and pray to you, Lord. The Bible says, meditate upon me or my word day and night. Uh, King David said, I meditate on his word day and night, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, that we get to meditate on you and on your word day and night. And we ask you, Lord, for those who are new, to come into our lives for the first time, Lord, to be Lord of our lives and we we know, Lord, that we are sinful people. We know that we committed sin, Lord, against you, and that from that itself, Lord, we deserve death and damnation into hell. But, Lord, we know that you died, and we thank you, Lord, that you died on that cross, that that is now wiped away from us, that we no longer yes, have Jesus. the history or the, 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 the old life, Lord, about how we were supposed to go to hell because of it, now that the Bible says that that is wiped away, it's casted as far as the east is to the west. And that if you look at any map, my co-host will agree with me, where on a map or a globe does east and west meet? Does it meet anywhere? No, there's nothing there. The equator line is a complete round spherical circle. It just keeps going and going there's no start and there's no stop point on a globe or a map in anywhere because the east and the west don't meet the east and west are just there so he says i'll cast your sin as far as the east is to the west into the sea of unfor- un- unforgetfulness I thank you jesus am i saying that right unforgetfulness basically he had thrown into the sea of forgetfulness and he'll forget all about it He'll not remember it no more. You're going to get up to the pearly gates. And this reminds me of a, real quick guys, of a uh, skit that Carmen did once. And uh, it's called The Courtroom. Check it out. It's one of the greatest skits he does. The Courtroom and The Champion is my favorite from him. But he gets in, he he's doing the skit and this, this guy's standing there and the devil's like, yeah, he did this, he did this, he did this. 
He scoundered his friends. He drank. He got drunk. He got high. He committed this fornication. He adultery. And he deserves damnation and hell. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears. He says, wait a minute, Lord. I want to let you know, Father, that I died for him. Because he said, he, he looks in the book. He goes, you've done all this. It's all here, right here in the book. And Jesus appears. He says, wait a minute, but I died for him 2,000 years ago. I died so he can be free. And then he looks back in the book because the devil goes, look, it's in the book. It's in the book. Read it. It's in the book. He opens the book again and it's no longer there. He goes, it's not in this book anymore, <laughs> devil. He says, it's not in this book no more. He goes, it must be in this Hallelujah. book. Hallelujah. It must be in this book. He wipes off the cover. Dust flies all over it. It says the Lamb's Book of Life. And he says, yep, there's his name, devil. It's right there. And that just infuriates the devil so uh, thank you, Lord, that you died on that cross, that we may be free, that we can enjoy freedom and forever with you, Lord, and that we can be with you for eternity. We we also want to pray, Lord, if you're a Christian and you backslidden, Lord, we thank you again that uh, we get to pray one more time, Lord, for the backslidden people. And we, as backsliders, the backsliders out there, you know, uh, we pray, Lord, that you uh, show them you again. And you guys repeat this after me. We thank you, Lord, that we are still saved, but imperfect people, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we are loved by you no matter what, as long as we repent, the Bible says. And we ask you to come back into our lives again, Lord. Yes, we are sorry that we have left you, Lord, and that we have forsaken you for our season. Because sin is only pleasurable for a season. And we thank you, Lord, that you're coming back into your lives. Be Lord of our lives all over again and continue to be Lord of our lives and continue to be in our lives until the day we go to be with you, Lord. And help us and lead us not, Lord, I should say, into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the power of the kingdom and the glory forever. And we pray this in the matchless name of Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. With that being said, if you are a backslider or you were a backslider I should say or if you're a new Christian now because you prayed that prayer for the first time that makes you a Christian and with that being said now you should know where you're going you should know from this time forward where you're going as long as you continue in the path of being a Christian as long as you continue in the path of loving God you know loving each other a great song by the Gaithers loving God loving each other look it up guys it's a great song it's called loving God loving each other so check that out. But as long as you love God, study his word, as long as you, you know, repent from your sins. Yes, you're going to sin. Yes, you're going to fall. Yes, you're going to look at some woman while you're still new and say, oh, man, she just looks gorgeous. Look at her. Yes, you're going to do all that. Yes, you're going to watch some stuff on the internet. You probably should not. Or on TV, you're still going to fall. And that's okay. We all fall short of the glory of God every day, the Bible says. But... With that being said, as long as you repent and you sincerely repent of your sin or what you've committed, then you're automatically going to heaven, no matter what. Now, if you've never prayed that prayer and you never had the opportunity to do so, which I disagree with because even if someone lives in Antarctica, God says that he will give all man the opportunity to know him. But if you if you never just say you never prayed that prayer and you're 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 an atheist. And you never prayed that prayer, but you all do all kinds of nice things. You still won't make it into heaven. Why? Because you didn't pray. 
You didn't ask God into your heart, and that's the main key, is to ask God into our hearts. And then when you ask God into the heart, your heart, then everything else that you do, which is focusing on the kingdom, will then be added unto you, and that's when you'll make it into heaven. See, it's not just to ask God in your heart, and that's the end of the story either. You got to do for God. You got to be. The Bible says to go out there and make disciples of them. It says go to all the creatures of the world and do what? Preach the gospel, make disciples out of them. Now, doesn't mean you have to physically go walking outside going, Do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Can I pray for you? No, if you're doing a podcast like I'm doing right now, like me and my co host are doing, that's perfect. If you go on Facebook Live and you read the Bible a little bit, or if you go on to. You know, wherever you go, if you go to different places, even through the internet, or even if it's just, you know, if you're doing it, you know, with a, with somebody on the telephone, you don't physically have to be in front of somebody to do so. I was nervous at first doing my podcast because I'm like, what are they thinking? They're probably staring at the screen at me, and then I realized they can't see me anyways, and I said, well, I still wonder what they're thinking. And I just I just learned to, to deal with it and get it over with because everyone's going to pass judgment anyways. It's just the way people are. But you don't have to physically be in front of somebody to do this. You can do it through the internet, through podcasting, Facebook Live, Twitter Live, Instagram Live, whatever you want to do. You can do it through YouTube Live, and it does. You don't have to be in front of them doing it. You don't have to see nobody. I, I'm looking at my walls. I'm looking at my fan spinning. I'm looking at my computer screen, watching a little meter go back and forth every time I talk into the red section. <laughs> and it's just. Uh, I'm not seeing nobody. Every once in a while, I see my wife, and that's fine. I'm not scared of her, because I already know what she's going to think. So with that being said, you don't have to be physically in front of somebody to witness them the gospel. We do this around the world. And thank God, last week we are in nine countries. I thank God for that every day, every time. So hey, you don't have to be in front of somebody to do this, but you got to at least do what God asks you to do, which is preach the gospel. That's it. Witness to the unsaved. Get them to come to Christ. Because when they come to Christ, it's just like Dr. Prophet Larry Rell sings. Don't go to heaven alone. Take somebody with you. You do not... Do you want to be... Let me ask my co-host this question. Do you want to be the only person in heaven worshiping God? No. Absolutely not. You want to, you want to be with a bunch of your brothers and sisters in Christ worshiping God because we are what's called a family. That's what the family of God is. We are a family. We are a network of people. A family that that loves our heavenly Father. And there's in this family, there's no one person to a family. This family has billions and billions and billions of brothers and you got so many brothers and sisters. It's like you you can't even count them on your hand in 10 to 15 to 25 lifetimes. And that's a lot of lifetimes. Even in the 2,000 years that that this earth has been made, those 2,000 years, you can't count how many brothers and sisters on each hand, even every day of that year for the next 2,000 years, you can't count your brothers and sisters on your hands with those combined together. So that's a lot of people. But... Don't go don't go to you don't want to be the only one in heaven alone. You want to be you want to be worshiping God with everyone. And that's what it's enjoyable that way. It's like when I would we used to go to a thing called uh what was it called again? And me and my co-host here got to go to it one day. It was called Winter Jam. 
It's a bunch of people getting together, worshiping God, praising God, praying to God, enjoying a message. Thousands of people would get into the auditorium and would worship to God collectively. Thousands of people would do so. I mean, it's amazing. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. Worshiping God alone is great. And there are times when you need to do that. But when you get to heaven, you don't want to be the only one giving your praises to God. You want to be with your brothers and sisters. thing. I mean, it's just like going on a road trip. You want to go on that road trip with somebody else, it makes it more interesting. You'll be bored out of your, be bored to tears if you're on a road trip and it's nobody there. Don't get me wrong; you can talk to God, and that's beautiful. But where two or more gather, here am I in the midst. So worship and praise God together in heaven. So bring somebody with you. Don't go to heaven alone. Take somebody with you, because then that way you know you can say you've done your job. And you can say, when you get up there, you can hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into my glory. So with that being said, guys, we love you. We thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. And let's get into our song for today. And we're going to do He's Been There by none other than Dr. Prophet Larry Orell. Enjoy He's Been There.
Well, guys, that was He's Been There by none other than Dr. Prophet Larry O'Rell. Again, it was none other than Dr. Prophet Larry O'Rell. We want to let you know, and as we always do on the show, we want you to know He's Been There. Whatever you're going through right now, He's Been There. If you're battling lust, you're battling depression, you're battling drugs and alcohol, He's done that. He's been there. He's died for that already. Uh, here's, here's, here's something I don't, I don't get. And I don't get me wrong, I still do things I'm not supposed to do myself. And I commit sin because we all fall short of the glory of God every single day of the week. But why do you see people on a continuous everyday basis continuing to fall into their sins and continue doing them even though, for well, let me say it to you this way, guys. Why do people that know that Jesus has been there Say well, I know, I know, I know he's he's died for that already. But I can't just I just can't get over these drugs, or I just can't get over the alcohol, or getting drunken. I can't. How can people say? Uh, don't get me wrong; it's okay if you fall, because the Bible says you all fall short every day of the glory of God. But through Christ Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, we are saved. But how can someone say that they can't get over something, or they can't let something go like? They like if I couldn't let go of my father because I still hate him, even though I don't now. How can somebody say they can't let something go, even though they know that Jesus has already died for them for that reason? There, the Bible says that he that he uh dealt with the temptation of the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. In three areas in the Bible, in one scripture, says the devil said. Tempted him. Excuse me. Three times it says, "I know you're hungry. Cast these breads and cast these stones into bread." And Jesus said, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God." Second one was, uh, "Jump off this cliff, and will not a fleet of angels let your foot dash against the stone?" And then he says, "What thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God." And third one, which was. If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you everything you see here. Thou should worship God and God alone. So those three things that Jesus has already been there, and those three things, he's he's conquered all of it. He's conquered death, burial, the resurrection. He's conquered everything. He's conquered sin. He's conquered, you know, drugs and alcohol. He's conquered the pornography business. He's conquered everything for you. There's nothing else. Now, if if you fall and you slip, that's fine. But if you if if every waking moment you're in your every waking moment and that's all you're thinking about and you can't get a grip on that, then you need to really do a sincere gut check, guys, and you need to say, God, I can't get rid of this. I need you to get rid of it now. Because see, it's not what you're trying to do, guys, because I know how it is. I've tried it myself. I went and did things my way. I went and seeked therapy treatments and I went to uh, go to YouTube and find a hypnotist who can get me to stop doing what I was doing for smoking and and uh, for the pornography and the being gay. I tried to consult those kind of things and none of those seemed to be working right because I didn't let God do what God's doing in my life. I let myself try it. I did. I did it Andrew's way, or in the words of uh, in the words of Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. But no, if you do it God's way, it's the only way that works. Nothing else in this world works but God's way.
Because God, if you think about it, His name is Yahweh. Think about it. In His name, Yahweh. It says Yahweh. So we got to do it God's way and not our way. If we do it our way, it doesn't work. If we do it God's way, it works. Amen? Amen. So let's get into our message. And like I said, guys, we want to encourage you. He's been there already. Whatever you're going through, he's been there. He's been through. And I just I just want to say before we get into the message, um, the devil, when he tempts, he knows what to tempt you with. He knows your every weakness. Oh, he knows. So don't feel don't feel ashamed if you do fall. Oh yeah, the, um, the devil knows you look at the back of his hand. He does. Don't guys. feel ashamed if you do fall, though, because you just gotta dust yourself off and get back up, like the di- the Bible says. Right. And I see and repent and, and start over again. I use this as a joke, and I listened to this for the first time in a long... I haven't heard this song in forever. But I listened to this old R&B song, and it's... I forgot the name of it, but an old R&B song says it this way, and it says it so perfectly. And I'm not into the world's music, don't get me wrong, but I still listen to it because it is a classic song. And it says, if, if, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again, try again, try again. Absolute perfect for what we're talking about right now is to dust yourself off and try it again because God gives us the opportunity through grace to repent and do it again until we get it right repent and do it again until we get it right eventually God's going to say look you haven't got it right yet it's over and done but he gives us the opportunity to repent and get it right repent and get it right and that's what grace is all about guys so God gives you that grace so utilize that grace to your fullest extent but remember just because grace does abound, does that mean we have authority to sin? And we do not. No. That being said, use his grace to be able to get... That's the main key of getting over something, is using God's grace. Using the grace that God gives to you is a way of getting over this stuff because it's it's so easy just to say... I know it's easier said than done, but it's so much easier. It's so easier. It's easier to say... Lord, take this away from me. It's easier than sinning. Think about it. In order for you to sin and to you to do something that you shouldn't be doing, you have to, number one, commit the sin first. First, it comes in your mind. The second thing you need to do, the second thing you should do is you commit the sin physically. The third thing you need to do to continue sinning is to hide the sin. And then you lie to others. And then you say, no, I'm not doing that. And then later on, you you get drunk somewhere because that's one of your sins. And then you start blabbing at the mouth. And next thing you know, your lie comes forth. See how hard it is. That brings back back memories and liberties. Yes, it does. But you see how you see how hard it how easier it is to just say, Lord, take it away rather than sin and try to hide your sins. You see how much harder it is to hide the thing. Hiding sin is so hard to do. I can't tell a straight lie sometimes. Not that I'm lying right now, but in general, when I used to lie, I, I couldn't tell a straight lie. I could not tell a straight lie. And Chris is right, though. Chris is absolutely right. Because when he said, it reminds us of liberties, because I remember the days when Simon used to come in. He used to bring this, uh, 
excuse my French, but this weed that was grown in Michigan. We used to go into this little trailer he used to have parked behind the building where no one can see us. We used to go into his trailer. We used to toke up a joint almost every day at Liberty's with, with him. And we'd be high as a kite walking into Liberty's and no, no one hopefully would notice us, we'd think. And then we'd start to talking about all the junk that we used to do or we did or we were doing. And then the next thing you know, it's all coming out and we're all confessing something that we're not... So, see, when we're trying to hide that area... And then you like get drunk and high or whatnot, so you start confessing it. See, it's hard to keep the sin a secret. It's hard to keep the sin a secret because eventually the Bible says it will come to the light. Your sins will come to the you light. Can fall, you can fool everyone but God. Absolutely you can. You can fool me. I can think you're the greatest guy on earth. You might own a 50,000 mega, 50, people mega church, and you might be saving, converting people to God. But you know what? If you're in the background or in the sidelines or behind closed doors, I should say, or should I say? <laughs> behind closed doors doing something you shouldn't be doing. Doesn't mean sexual, just anything that you shouldn't be doing. Think about it. It'll come to the light. You can hide from us, and I can think you're great. But if you're doing something behind closed doors, you can fool me, but you can't fool God. Because God can see beyond those closed doors. Because God sees everything that goes on in this world. He even knew before you were born what you were going to do to begin with. So even you hiding it is not going to do nothing because God already knew it in the first place. So your best bet is to say, God, I know you already know, but let's change what you already know. Let's change it to, Lord, take this away from me. And, and I'm sorry for doing it. Absolutely. Repent of it. Tell and sorry. be sorry. Be sorry in your heart. Repent of it. Yes. Exactly. Because there, 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 there's two different sorries. There's, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. The first I'm sorry means basically I'm just saying because I, I have to out of those, like I used to do, like I used to go to church just because I had to, not because I wanted to, but I had to go to church. The, there's a have to sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Or there's, a, there's also a, you know what, Lord, I'm sorry. I've sinned. So there's two different sorries. There's a sorry because you have to and a sorry because you want to and you love God with all your heart. With that being said, but yes, use God's grace every day of the week. Because we love you, God loves you, and that's what he gave you grace for. He gives you the grace to show his love to you so that you can do it over and over again until you get it right. Eventually one day God will say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into my glory. And that's what our prayer for you guys is. to hear, To have you guys hear that. And we want to see you and meet you all in heaven one day when you get there. If we don't meet you here on the earth, we want to meet you all day one day in heaven. We want one day for someone to come up to say to us, you know what, Chaplain, we listened to your podcast with you and your co-host and we loved it. And and we, we, were, we were on our deathbeds dying, but we came to Christ and that led us straight to God. And we, we just love him now with all our hearts. Beautiful. We want to hear all those stories when we get there if we don't meet you now. So with that being said, guys, let's get yes. into Let's get into our word, shall we? Our message for today is entitled Earthquakes. Now, a physical earthquake is a rumbling or a shaking of the the earth. So let's get into this message from it. Let me talk from my heart with you 
a minute, guys. Everyone has earthquakes in their lives. Now, question is, what is an earth? What are earthquakes in our lives? Earthquakes are storms, things we go through. Earthquakes are storms or things we go through. Let's look at a few people who went through something hard. And that's what an earthquake is. It's, it's something in your life that makes your spiritual world rumble for a minute or shake or whatever. It's whatever shakes you. It's whatever makes you fall. Because the Bible says that, that we all fall short. It's whatever makes you fall short every day is an earthquake. Whether it's, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, whatever it is that you're doing, the lust, the pornography, the anything in the world that's anything that exalts the knowledge of God, exalts above the knowledge of God is an earthquake. Let's put it that way. So whatever it is that's going on in your life, whatever earthquakes, and just because those are earthquakes too doesn't mean there's other ones. So there are other earthquakes too, like when the devil comes into your life and he and he, you know, uh takes somebody important out of your life. Like he took, you know, like he could have took a best friend of your best friend. He could have, he could have took them out of your life or he could have, you know, whatever the case is, whether he took something from you or you lost money because of him or what the case is. I'm not trying to get too in depth of it because it's going to give away all of our message here. But whatever the devil does to you also is an earthquake too. whatever stumbling block he puts in your way is an earthquake, whether you lose the job or you uh, lose money out of something, or something happens, you get robbed, you get stolen from, whatever that is, that also earthquakes as well. Not just things... I lost a lot of money, um, like I told you, that over the text message. Oh, yeah. And see, that's an earthquake right there. Financial stability can be an earthquake if you're not financially stable anymore that you, like you used to be. That is a f- big earthquake in everyone's everyday life. It was such a big chunk of me. It really hurt. Oh, I, I bet it did. I'm, it I'm still hurt. making it. I'm still trying to make it up. Oh, absolutely. And you'll never, you'll never make it up. Don't get me wrong. By yourself, you'll never make it up. But God will give you back. As, as, as I'm getting way too far ahead of me. But God will give it back to you no matter what. And he'll give you double back of whatever you want. We're not going to get into that just because that's going to really just get into the parts of the message we don't need to get into yet. But let's look at a few people. Let's go to let's go to Revelations one nine. Let's look at John the Revelator. So Revelations one nine, chapter one, starting at verse nine. I John. Both your brother and your companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, who in the patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit of the Lord on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. I'm going to read just a bit more. Saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And what you see, write in a book. And send it to seven churches which are in Asia. To Ephesus, to Samoa, 
and to Pergamus and Tithus, to Sidus, to Philippia, and to, sorry, pronouncing this wrong, Laodicea. I can't pronounce these right. So basically, we're going to stop there for a minute. John the Revelator was somebody, and in my book, Chris, went through a whole big earthquake, did he not? Yes. If if I'm not mistaken wrong, and I know I'm not, I just say this because I like to say things like this. If I'm not mistaken wrong, John was left on the island to die, was he not? Yes. John the Revelator was left on that island to die. People, that 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 was his place of exile. And if you think about it... He had it, no respect from anyone. Nope. No one gave him respect of anything. And he was left on that island to die. Now, if you're left, if you're left anywhere to die, if you just, not even if someone did that to you, just say you were... You were crushed under something because something fell on you and no one knew about it and you're left there to die. That is an earthquake right there. That will make you question your faith at any point in your life. If anything like that happens and no one's there to help you, that will make you question things sometimes. But John went through a big ordeal. He was left there to die, but God showed up, showed off and spoke to him and said, John, whatever you see, I want you to write it down in a book and send it to the churches. So God spoke to John while he was there. Just because John was left to die doesn't mean God didn't speak to him. God very clearly spoke to John in every sense of the way. And If you want to know what heaven is like, read the accounts that John wrote down, John the Revelator wrote down. Read the accounts because it says that he saw Jerusalem coming down. He saw these things. He saw the heavens. He wrote about what heaven is like. So read the accounts that John wrote down because it gives you a a taste of what God and what heaven is like. So write that list. Read what John had to say and write write that in the tablets of your heart because when you get there, it's going to be all that John spoke and wrote and more. When John said, Um, streets of gold. First, give the uh, Revelation uh, chapter and verses again. Okay, for this one, for for this specific scripture, or for all of them? Just this one. Okay, this one is Revelations 1-9. Again, that's Revelations 1-9. So read the accounts of Revelation. Chapter 1, verse 9. Yep, chapter 1, verse 9 of Revelations. So read the accounts that John wrote down. It, it describes in detail... But John couldn't write down everything, so it's it's all what John put and more. Because John even said, he says, you'll be walking on streets of gold. I guarantee you, if you want diamonds, get to heaven. Your chair will be full of diamonds, rubies, sapphires. I mean, your chair is going to look gorgeous. You're going to be sitting in a gorgeous chair. You want diamonds now? Don't worry about it. When you get there, you'll have all the diamonds you could want. You're going you're gonna, to... God, Jesus is going to give you the big fat diamond ring on your wedding finger when you finally marry Jesus and you marry God. He's going to give you the big fat wedding ring and you're going to have that big old diamond on your hand. You're just going to say, I am in love with him. So just enjoy, read what John had to say because John 
put some detail into what heaven is about when Jesus or God spoke to him. When God spoke to John, John wrote down everything he saw, and it was gorgeous. He wrote down about the river of life, so read it. So that one was John the Revelator, the first person who went through something hard. Revelations chapter 1, verse 9. And let me, let me read my comments. John was left on the island of Patmos to die. So he went through he went through a very hard he went through very hard times at that moment. The second person we want to look, look at is and I never wrote a comment about him, but Job. Let's go to Job chapter one, verses one through twenty-two. So this is going to be a little bit of a longer scripture, but each and every detail in here is very, very, very valuable. So I do not remember where Job was at. I think it's in the Old Testament. And yes, we said Job, not Job. <laughs> I had to make comment, made a little funny joke every once in a while. So let's go to, let's go to our, the Book of Job. Okay, where are you at? The Lord just revealed to me that you're going to get an awesome job. Oh, good! I am so happy for that one because I've tried, I've tried Wal, I tried Myers, and they still haven't contacted me yet. And I've been contacting them back as well. So where's Job? I'm glad God's going to give me an awesome job because I need it. Five, five, five. Huh? I'm glad it's not one one number more. That would have been a really bad idea. But five. Five, five. Hey, there we are. Five, five, no, five, three, five. We're almost there, guys. Five, five, five. Okay, Job, chapter one, verses one through 22. Chapter one. There was a man in the land of Uzi-Uz, blameless and upright, and one who was, and one who feared God and shunned evil, and even, and seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also, three, also, Three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred female donkeys. Is that right? Yeah, female donkeys and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the east, and his sons would go and. So their sons would go and fast in their houses each on his appointed day and would send an invite and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of fasting had ran their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and after and after burnt offerings according to the number of them all 
according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did. I'm trying to read. Sorry about that, guys. I'm having a trouble reading a little bit today. My my reading skills ain't all that all that great these days. Let me take my glasses off and reread this again. Part of it. So it was written those days of fasting had ran their course that Job would send and sanctify them and would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all for his sons. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. So he, Job, what he's saying here is Job regularly uh, gave sacrifices to God, burnt, burnt offerings to God for his sons because his sons weren't upright like Job was. Now there was a day, verse 6, we're going to, we're going to verse 22, I think it is, yeah, verse 6. Now there was a day, was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them, and the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for for nothing? Verse 10, Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side. Have you blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land? Verse 11, But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you. You, he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has in your power only, all that he has in your power only, do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their house, in their oldest brother's house, and a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them when the sunbeams rained. When the sunbeams was. Sibens uh, ruined them and took them away. I can't pronounce that word right. S A B E A N S. Sabines ruined them and took them away. Basically, some guys came into the Job's yard and killed them. Uh, took them away. Indeed, they have killed them. Killed the servants with the, with the edge of their sword. 
and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up all the sheep and the servants and the, and consumed, and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The I pronounced I can't pronounce this again, but Chatelains C H A L D E A N S Chatelains formed three bands. Wait, and came and said that the Chatelains formed three bands. Raided the camels and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and suddenly the great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and fell on the on the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his tore his robe, and shaved his beard, and fell on the ground, and worshipped, and he said, verse 21, And he said, Naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22, In all this Job did not sin, nor charge God with any wrong. Okay, so Job, sorry for my my reading skills, guys. Sometimes it's not the greatest. So Job went through something I say is not the hardest of all things because there is one other person who went through something more harder than Job did. But Job went through through something that was really a, a real earthquake in his life, did he not? It would be it would be really tough for me to go through all that. You went through something similar to that yourself, did you not? Um if you think yes, about I it, did. if you think about it, yes, because you had things taken away from you that you didn't want taken away from you. So yeah, I mean, people didn't die before you were nothing, but you went through something like that to where the devil took everything that you had basically away from you. Except for, you know, yes. people that you loved. So you went through something like that too, and that's that is a massive earthquake. That's not just an earthquake. That's a massive massive earthquake. That's something the devil that, used my mom and sister. Absolutely, and that's something right there that would make... And the devil was right when he said this. He just wasn't right when he said that Job would curse you to your face. But he was right in a sense because that would make anybody say, What are you doing, God? I quit. That would be the first thing that comes to a normal person's mind. Because we're we're all uh, fallen people. We're not perfect. So that'll come to anybody's mind. What are you doing, God? I quit. Because God taken everything away from you. So the devil was right when he said that, except for Job won't curse him, but he was right that it's going to come to people's mind and people are going to think nasty thoughts because of what God's doing. But see, God did it for a reason. God did it to test Job. 
And see, I don't got any comments on that on the page. I forgot to put them on there. But God did it for a reason to test Job to see. And I, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but while I have this thought, I've also been made homeless. So have I, and God's done that to. God does that to the best of His people. See, iron sharpens iron. When you go through something like this, it only sharpens you, makes you what sharper. If you if you don't go through anything, you're like a knife that's being used and used and used and used. Eventually, that knife is going to get what dull. Eventually, that 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 knife will not even cut a piece of bread or a tomato. And so, when you're when you're when you're like that and you're not being tempted by nothing, you're you're not being, you know, that's when you're that's when you're the knife is getting dull. See. When God puts you through the fire or puts you through, you know, all this stuff like Job went through, he used that to sharpen Job. Yes, Job was perfect and upright before God, but he used it to sharpen Job. Just like us, he uses things in this world. Gloria says it perfectly. Gloria Gaither once said, he says, Lord, she says, no, she says, Lord, I thank you for the good times, but I thank you for the bad times too. It keeps us depending on you. So it's going to happen. And it's, things are going to come forth in your in your world. Earthquakes are bound to happen, but it's going to make you a stronger person in the long run. Amen. Amen. I will not say Praise anything else right now because there's something on there I wanted to say, but I'm not going to because that's part of the end of our message. And our third person that we're going to look at is Jesus. We're going to look at Matthew chapter four, verse one. So Job was chapter was Job chapter one one through twenty two. And this one is Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. And we're going to look at Jesus. Jesus is my ultimate favorite Bible character. Not really he's a character. But they're all characters in the right mind. But he is my my favorite person of the entire world. Jesus. He's a little bit good. Twice. Go ahead. Twice a house has been taken away from me. See, sometimes we have to go through a lot to to be able to be sharpened by God. Matthew 4. But see, some people say, well, what about God? Is he your favorite? Yes, but Jesus is God. No matter what you think, Jesus is God. It says the Trinity is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit are three different identities, but one person. So chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. This is Jesus we're discussing now. Excuse me. Chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to take off my glasses so I can read this properly. Chapter 4, starting at verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit unto the, un, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down off this cliff, for it is written, 
He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest lest you dash your foot against the stone. In other translations it says, won't let your foot dash against the stone. Basically, won't let Jesus fall to his death. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Okay, I have changed the page here. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world, their glory, and said to him, All these things I will give to you if you fall down, only fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall, what, worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Look what it says in here, though, guys. It says, it says, and it says, and then he said to him, away with you, Satan. Be, it's, what, what do we always say, guys? We say, we say, Satan, get thou behind me in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So with that being said, and he said, you shall, uh, you shall only worship, you sh- okay, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So with that being said, Jesus went through something of an ordeal that was humongous. Jesus went through an ordeal that was humongous. Number one, he went through an ordeal that would have, that number one was, he was hungry first off. And God, if you go two days Without eating, Chris, are you going to be hungry? Are you, if you go two days without eating, are you going to be hungry? Sure. Absolutely. But think about it. Jesus went 40 days and 40 nights without eating a drop of food or drinking anything, as far as I know. It doesn't say he didn't drink. It's just eating. 40 days and 40 nights with no food whatsoever. And the you thing. without food, but you can't go that long without. Right. You can't. For 40 days. Drinking, you get several, a couple days, I think. You've got to drink something. Absolutely. 40 days, though, he went with no food. And the Bible says he was hungry. He was exceedingly hungry to the point to where that. That devil that said to him, if, if you're the son of God, cast these stones in the bread. And it, think about that. Jesus probably think, oh man, I wish I could cast these stones right now in the bread. I wish I could. I am so hot. I mean, his stomach had to be, excuse my French, but he had to lose a lot of weight doing that fast. Think about that, guys. He had to lose a lot of weight doing it because he went 40 days with eating nothing. He had to, his stomach had to be talking to him, yeah, you got to feed me right now. I am so hungry. But Jesus didn't. And on top of that, he was in a hot sun in the desert. Yeah, the desert of all places. And a cold night. Yep. The Bible says that the Spirit led him into the wilderness. And in those days, the wilderness was the desert. Just like when uh, when prof, when the prophet was uh, exiled from the city and led into the wilderness, he was led into the desert. What was the prophet's name now? Prophet uh, Jeremiah was led into the will into the desert, and anywhere he says in the word, he was led led into the wilderness or exiled to the wilderness. It's usually 
the desert and it's a hot place. Think about it. you're hot, you're hungry. Yeah, you probably drank some, but you're hungry, you're starving, you haven't ate nothing in 40 days, and and the only thing you can think of is a big, fed, juicy whatever you're trying to trying to fantasize about. Because that's just the way. You ever notice how Chris, when you were on a on a fast or doing something for God, you notice all the Burger King and McDonald's commercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they make your taste buds water. Oh, I know. I have, that deserves that deserves a laugh track. <laughs> How you know? Because the advertisement companies out there, guys, when they do these things, they zoom in on that burger and they allow that grease to drip down there just so suddenly, so you can see that and you have to have it. But you don't really notice that. But while you're going on that fast, you you're eyeballing that grease dripping down, and you're going, "Oh man, oh man," it's like. It's very tempting. Or you go to church and ten people's oh, Chaplain Andrew or co-host Chris, we haven't talked with you in so long. We want to take you out to dinner. No, you do not want to take me out to dinner. He's want that wants you to do that so you can tempt me to be eating, and I'm not going to do so. But Jesus went for forty days with nothing. He was hungry. He did not. The second thing that he said, he says, "Look, throw yourself off this cliff." God would not let anything happen to his son. If you really are his son, God would not let anything happen to his son. He says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The third thing that the devil tempted him with, which was basically, you know, I'll give you everything here if you bow down and worship me. You should only worship and praise and give honor to God and God alone. So that's three big things that Jesus went through. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Lust of the eyes, lust of the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That alone is one of the biggest things to go through. Is those three right there? Because think about it. He he went through a lot. Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, "If this be your will, Father, let this cup pass from me." Because that's one of the biggest things. That dying on that cross is one of the biggest things that he had to go through. He went through something such an ordeal that he had. But he see. It's not that he didn't have a choice to. He loved us that much to do this. Let me get that through. And he took 39 lashes on his back. He went and almost died by being lashed 39 times. Uh, He was was almost dead. They broke his back. And not only did they break his back and lash him 39 times, they even nailed him to a cross. They nailed him to two pieces of wood and hung him there. And that, on top of all the pain he's going through now, already hurts, plus the nailing of the cross, plus the fact that his heart is absolutely broken because of our sins that we've committed and have committed. And the crown of thorns he had to wear. And the crown of thorns and the drips of blood that he, that he, that he drips of blood that came out of his forehead. I mean, all that together had to hurt. It was one of the biggest things he did for us. But he didn't fall through those temptations. He didn't let the devil win. The devil left. And he says, "He says, be gone with you, Satan. He says, get thou behind me in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. He says, be gone with you, Satan. He says, I had enough with you. I am done with this. He says, be gone with you. He, If Jesus would have fell through those temptations, if he would have just gave in and had a, a piece of that bread... Because I uh, hear, it, there's an old song that uh, 
not an old song, but it's a song by a group called The Apologetics. Listen to it, it's hilarious. And it's absolutely perfect how they said this, because I guarantee you this was on Satan's mind and everything. Because in the middle of the song, because the song's called The Devil Went Back to Georgia. It's a parody song of The Devil Went Back to Georgia. But and in the middle of the song of The Devil Went Back to Jordan, he says in the middle of the song, he says, and if you're the son of God, cast these stones into bread and I'll butter them for you. And that's exactly what the devil's probably thinking. He goes, you know what? I'm just going to butter these for him. So tempted with that too, because you know how everything goes great. Bread goes great with butter. He's probably thinking about that, but it's absolutely true and funny. He says, cast these stones into bread and if you're the son of God, I'll butter them for you. <laughs> But he did not go through those temptations. He did not let the devil win. He said, be, be gone with you, Satan. Because he knew if he would have at least, even just to nibble that corner of that bread, it would have been all over with. It would have been done. The devil knew if he could get Jesus to fall for a temptation of any sort, no matter how big it was, that that dying on that cross would have been done and over with. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. And God knew it, that he knew it. And so God said to him, Be gone with you, Satan. It is written that you shall worship God in him alone. And so therefore, the devil had to leave. The devil had to flee. Because Jesus did not fall for the temptation of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But my question is, what do these three people have in common, Chris? They all went through earthquakes. True. But what do they all have in common? And let me read some of them. First off, let me read my... Uh, they all suffered great and mighty things, but they never let God down. There you go. They never, they never cursed They never let cursed God down. God. Think about it. Job never cursed God, never let him down. He never even uh, accused God of wrong. Of anything. John the Revelator left on the island of Patmos did not curse God. In fact, God spoke to John and spoke to him about heaven and about him. And Jesus never cursed God and never, you know, fell for temptation. So they all went through something humongous and they all never cursed God at all. So let me get into where is my Jesus at? Where's the Jesus part? Because i got to read the comment there, too. Jesus was tempted. Okay. Um, um, okay. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at here. After fast... Okay. Uh, Jesus, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. Jesus went through a whole lot. One, being hungry after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Two, Jesus was tempted to jump off jump off a cliff. And three, Jesus was tempted to gain hold on to gain the whole world. So, and anybody in the right mind, if the devil came walking up to me right now and said, you know what, you know, you need to keep the ministry going, you needed this, you needed that, so I'll tell you what. I'll let you have that. I'll give you all the money of the world that, that you can have. All the food. You'll never have to go hungry. You'll never have to starve. You'll never this. You'll have your great house. 
But I'll let you have that till you can continue the podcast. But I want you to worship me. Now, normally, right now, if I was to say that right now, as who I am now, no. Absolutely not. I would not bow down to worship God. But back in my heyday, that was very tempting to gain everything the world had to offer. Because when I was younger in my faith, I thought that was what I had to have, is what everything the world offered. The Bible says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But I thought, yeah, back in my day, that would have been perfect. I had the money. My grandmother would have survived. I would never went hungry. I would have supposedly had my wife back then, which wasn't going to happen. And what what of the richest man in the Bible says, wisest man in the Bible says, I have everything I want. Seventy concubines, seven virgins. Think about it. You have seven women that were untouched. He had seven of them. He had all the money he could want. He had everything he wanted. He said, but I do not have the love of God. He realized that he had everything but the love of God. He had nothing. Even though he had everything he had, he still had nothing. Because without the love of God, guys, and this is the absolute truth, and my co-host will agree, without that love of God, you do not have nothing. I don't care, and it's like Prophet Larry says when he says, uh, when he says, Tight deeds and titles you may own in his song, Mansion's Melody. But do you have a home in glory? See, no matter what you have now, it don't mean absolute diddly squat if you don't have the love of God. Because you can have all the money you want to. You can own billions of houses and money and mansions and cars and properties. And you could be a wealthy business owner of a Fortune 500 company. But if you do not have the love of God, what do you have? Nothing. Zip, zilch, nata. Because if you think about it, and my co-host will agree with me, if you go to heaven, are you going to be pulling a her? Are you going to be pulling a U-Haul behind you? No. Hey, God, I brought my record player and all my stuff, and oh, by the way, I brought you some rent money too. I got you red money, Lord. It's all in my little U-Haul. You know, you're not going to be pulling a U-Haul behind you when you go to heaven. When you get there, God's going to take everything that you've done and did and have, and he's going to try it by fire. If it lasts, it's from God. If it does not, it's not of God. And he's going to take and try everything by fire. And what is from God is what's from God. And that alone will get you up into heaven, not all the stuff that you have. It's not what you have, but it's that love that you have for God. If you think about it, when I said that, he's going to try everything by fire. Whatever whatever is God's that last is of God. But truly, what is he looking for when he burns everything away? What's that one thing he's looking for? Love. I saw He's looking for the love that you had for him. He's looking for that relationship down in your soul, that relationship that you had for God all that time, even though you had all this stuff, even though you had all the properties and the houses and the money and the cars and the record players and the everything, no matter what you have, when he tries that by fire and that all burns away with the earth and he sees that relationship in your heart that you had with God, even though you fell several times, but he sees that relationship that you had. 
That's what he's looking for. That's when he says, you know what? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into my glory. Come on in and enjoy yourself. Because that's the main thing that he's looking for is that relationship we have with him. It's not what we have. It's it's not wrong to own things. It's not wrong to have cars and fancy houses and things and lots of money. It's not. But it's that relationship that he's looking for. He's looking for us to have that relationship with him. And when he when he tries everything, if that relationship is there and he sees that relationship, that's what's going to make him jump for joy. That's what's going to say, you know, well done, my servant. Come on and enter into my glory. That's when he's going to give you that wedding ring. He says, get ready. I'm going to be walking with you down that aisle, my bride. Because we are the bride of Christ. And one day we are going to all be married to God. And But in order for us to be married to him, we got to do here on earth for him. We got to have that love relationship. And that love relationship doesn't just mean we love you, we love you, we love you, and that's the end of the story. But showing that love is key too. Because you got to show that love. Serving the Lord. That's what a loving relationship is. It's like, it's like from me and my wife. If I said to my wife every day of the week, I love you, hon. And that's all I said, but I did absolute nothing for her. The next day I come back, I love you, hon. Did absolutely nothing. Eventually, about not even three days later, she would say, do you really love me? You say you love me, but you do absolute diddly squat. Do you really love me? And I might say, yes, I love you. But if I do nothing for her, I'm not showing that love. So we can say to God that we love him. We can pray to him all the time. We can worship him all the time. We can study his word all the time. But if we don't give out that love that we got for us and give it to others, we truly do not love God. Because the Bible says, if you love me, you will what? Follow all of my commandments. Now, what does that mean? That doesn't mean all ten of them. Yes, it does to a degree. Even though Jesus went and fulfilled all of them, and like the guy said, there's only two that are the main ones that we have to follow or we go to hell for it. But it's good to follow the other the other eight. But doesn't mean we have to follow them. It's good to follow them. And we're going to be judged by every word or every letter of that law. Yes. But he gives us grace with the first eight. But the only two, because the jailer said, well, somebody said, what must I do? He says, uh, what are the two biggest commands that I must follow? He says, love your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. In lamest terms, give that love I give to you to others. Love your neighbor as I love you. As much as I love you, show that love to everyone else out there. And then that will come back to you again. And so when you're doing that, that's that love relationship you have with God, that you love him so much, you want to get it out there. Here's, here, let, me give, let me give you a perfect example. Just for an example, if you watch TV, say you watch TV and, you're, and uh, you're, one of your favorite TV programs is coming on, a special is coming on, you know, whatever it is. Like, uh, just for an example, say I love the Gaithers. And I, and, the, and I got a group on my Facebook page who just love the Gaithers. And the Gaithers are coming on. What's the first thing you do 
before you even before that day even shows up that they're coming on the TV set. You go to everyone you know and you say, "Did you hear the Gaithers are coming on? Did you hear the Gaithers?" You're so excited. You take out tell everyone you're going to listen to the Gaithers or you're going to a concert or you're going somewhere to enjoy. You tell everyone in town. That's the same way you got to be with the love of God and his word. You got to be that excited and love God that much to tell them about the saving knowledge of Christ and show the love that he gives to you to them. That's that loving relationship that you have with them. And when you when you get tried by fire and everything that burns up that's not of God will burn up and will burn away. But everything that, that does not burn away is of God. That, well, he's looking for that love. If that love is there, then you then he knows you did your job for him. You did your job right. And you loved him. And that's that love relationship is all of that together. It's not just it's not just love itself, but it's the giving the word to the others. It's about loving them like he loves you. And the Bible says in every circumstance, it even says to love your enemies. It says it says to pray for them who despitefully who persecute you and despitefully wrong use you. You got to love them and you got to forgive them, but you don't have to let them back into your house. Or in your life. <clears throat> but you got to show the love to them. Because <clears throat> how can somebody... Let me ask you a question, Chris. How can how can somebody know the errors of their ways if you never show it to them? Can they? No. Absolutely not. If you don't love somebody, how can, you, how can, they, sh- how can they see the errors of their ways if you don't show it to them? It's just like with the love. If you don't show that love to your enemies and you don't show them that you care and that you want to see them get better and stop being an enemy, how can they, how can they know all that or, or know about that if you don't show it to them? They, you got to. It's, it's the way God designed it. Technically, if you think about it, this is not a scam, but this is one of it's like one of those things you ever seen where they they have like a, a an op- business opportunity where if you tell somebody then somebody becomes a member under you then whatever they do you get paid and then whatever you do the person above you gets paid. It's like one of those MLM scams where they uh where they have people underneath them, but it's, it's the exact opposite. It's not a scam, but it's the same thing. When you do for somebody else, they can do for somebody else under you, and then under them, they do for somebody else, and it's just, it's just like pay it forward. When he went and he and he did three things for three people, and those three people did three things of their own for three people themselves, so nine people, and then those nine people did each nine persons did three things for three different people, and it went throughout the whole world. The whole United States. It went across to California from from the across the world, and that's the way it is. We need to be getting this message across the world. That's why we're doing this podcast every day, every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Saturday. That's why we're here for you guys to get the message of Jesus and His love across the world. We want to be we want to be tried by that fire. We want to we want that love to stand. We want that love to not burn up. And God to say, look. That love is a little bit on the black side. It might have been burned, but it did not burn away. Because why do I say it might have been burnt? Because we're infallible people. We're we're so infallible. We are so imperfect people that our love is going to have all kinds of holes in it like Swiss cheese. 
Yes, we're going to do big things for God. And yes, we're going to love God with all our hearts. And yes, we're going to give it out to people. And yes, people are going to see the love of God through us. But we are full of holes in our lives. Full of holes. Every day we're full of them. We are, there's no such thing as a perfect person besides Jesus. And now that I realize it, Job was perfect. According to the word, Job was perfect and upright in all his doings. So technically, there was one person in the word. And see, when you read this word, you'll never realize it until, until later on in life that Job was absolute 100% drop-dead perfect. He did not make any mistakes at all. And I, I was shocked to learn. And you can read that word. You'll never know until you read it again one day that you'll learn something new. So Job was perfect. But we're not perfect. We're, we're very imperfect people. But that, that's like I said, that love is going to be burnt up a little bit because there's going to be things mixed into that love that is burning up with the tried by fire deal. But you know what? That love is still going to stand. That L might be missing a leg, but you know what? It's still going to stand. <laughs> and Jesus is going to say, you know what? You did it. It, it. it looks shabby right now. It looks tattered. It looks, it looks holy. It looks burnt. But you know what? It's perfect. Why? Because you loved me. You loved my word. And you loved the people that I created. You loved my children even though they didn't love you. And even though they didn't love me, you loved them enough to go out there and tell them what I did for you and what I can do for them. I wasn't actually going to get into that part right there. But it, that's just the way God did it. God changed the tune a tad bit and got into that part of the word. But to continue with the actual message here... Uh, what do all three of these people have in common? They all had earthquakes or storms or big things to happen to them in their lives, but they all did not, but never betrayed or denied God. They went through, they went through pure hell, but they did not betray or deny God in any way. No matter how hard the earthquakes rumbled, in their lives. So we as believers, we need to be like it says in Isaiah 12, 2 through 3. Let me read that one. I like that scripture. In Isaiah 12, 2 through 3, this is the last scripture. You know, if you're going to put scriptures in, if I'm going to put scriptures in here, I might as well just read them because you never know what that scripture will mean to somebody if you don't actually read it. Because just because I'm getting one thing out of that, doesn't mean that someone else is going to hear that and God's going to speak to them in a different way and bring something to light in their life right then and there. So we got to go to Isaiah 12. Okay, where is Isaiah at? I, gotta, I know it's in the Old Testament. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Isaiah chapter 12. Right, chapter 41, but we're, we're still in Isaiah. Chapter 25, 14, 7, too far. Right. Chapter 11. Chapter 
chapter 12. Chapter 12, Isaiah chapter 12. And we are going with verses 2 and 3. Chapter 12, verses 2, starting at verse 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust him and not be afraid. For Yah, or Yahweh, the Lord, is my strength and song. Verse 3. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So, the first thing I want to get to, and we need to be like the Bible says in Isaiah 12, Verses, uh, chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. It says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust him and not be afraid. When you be like the Bible says in Isaiah 12, 2 and 3. To not be afraid. Not afraid. Because if we are afraid, then when the earthquakes rumble, we will fall. Because if you're afraid of something... And you're afraid of something happening. That's when the devil plays with you a little bit. And that's when he starts to say, you know what? Yeah, you can't do that. Because of this, this, and this. Or you're afraid over there. And you're this over here. You can't do that. And the next thing you know, that person or that thing you're just about to do for God is now done. And over with. Because you can't do it because the devil talked you into not doing it because of your being afraid. So if we are afraid, and if we are afraid, then when the earthquakes rumble, we will fall and fall hard. Here's my question to my to my co-host over here: How many times have earthquakes rumbled in our lives and we fell? How many times have we? How many times have we fallen short of the glory of God? Countless. Because of all the earthquakes in our lives, we fell short many times, and I will say this for for the. To be honest with the listeners, and I know you heard this again, but my biggest earthquake in my lifetime was falling into the temptation of being gay. That was my biggest earthquake. Don't get me wrong, your earthquakes are never gone. The devil will make That's you... That's probably mine, too. That's my biggest. And the devil... That's probably mine, too. And the reason I'm saying it's mine, too, is because I have dreams like that still. And see... Like I was saying, that's perfect. I'm glad you said that because the earthquakes will never stop rumbling in your life. The earthquakes of me, of how I used to be gay, will never stop rumbling in my life. Think about it. The devil's always going to make the rumble happen and tempt you with that again. But see, it's... I said to this, I said to this guy in my dream last night, I want to see your penis really bad. And when he showed it to me, it was cut off. There was nothing there. I think that deserves a laugh track. And see, that's the devil. Because see, the devil tempts you every day. But see, it's not the temptation, though, Chris. Think about it. It's not the temptation that's wrong. It's our obedience to the temptation. What you do afterwards is where it's wrong. See... You can be tempted all day long, but as soon as you start thinking about what you want to do and what you want to say, that's where it's wrong. But see, dreaming like that is not wrong. If you have a dream like that, it is not, it's definitely not against you in any way because the devil puts those thoughts into your mind. You automatically wake up the next day and say, Lord, I had a dream. I'm sorry. What you should do every day, guys, if you wake up every morning, you should thank the Lord that you woke up this morning. You should say, Lord, Forgive me if I had any negative, bad dreams 
last night or this week or whatnots, and forgive me if I have sinned in my dreams. Because yes, it's still a sin, but it's not a conscious sin that you had consciously happened. Now you can, you can consciously have those dreams itself. I mean, there are ways, like they say that if you, if you think about something while you're going to bed at night, that when you go to bed, somebody, I watched a show called Penn and Teller Fool Us, and he, he does something called dreams, dreamscaping, he calls it. It's where he contemplates on something he wants to contemplate on or an answer to, and he goes to bed and he dreams up the dream, and the dream happens. Now, when you think about something, you can cause dreams to happen that way. Yes, you can. If you think about those things while you're going to bed, it's like if you think about uh, eating pizza, you might dream about you know, being at a pizza buffet. Or whatnots, but it's because what you think about before you go to bed, what's on your mind, is what what translates to your dreams because that was what's last on your mind. So if God's on your mind before you go to bed, what are you dreaming about? Of course, God. So it's not the sin of temptation. Temptation is not the sin. The sin is what you do afterwards. Do you manifest on those thoughts after it happened? It's just like I used to do it all the time. I used to do it all the time. I used to think about all these different things when it happened. Like, man, I could have this and I could have that and that looks good. This is that. And next thing you know, I'm already sinning. Because the Bible says if you look at a woman and lust or think about her in your heart, you've already committed sin. Even just the thought is committed to sin already. So the dreams itself that you guys and I have on a regular basis, is not sinful. Yes, they are sinful, but you're not held accountable for them as long as you wake up the next day and say, Lord, I'm sorry for the dreams that I had. Or even if you don't know that you had them, still repent because the unconscious mind is still full of garbage anyways. We don't know what's in the unconscious mind. We don't know what's there. So pray for that as well, that God takes everything out of there. When you do that, you're not held responsible for them now. The devil is because he gave them to you in the first place. He was the one that tempted you by putting those dreams in your mind. And I'll give the listeners one of my dreams, too, that we're talking about dreams. I was at one point, uh, I went to bed that night, and there was this guy that I was sitting in front of. And uh, I was listening to my pastor at the time uh, from Roseville at the evangelical Christian churches, and I was listening to a message he was giving, but I was up on a top balcony. I couldn't go all the way down to the bottom floor because I didn't pay for the tickets. And so I had to be on the top balcony. I could barely hear him, but he was preaching about something. But I could barely, but I could hear it a little bit to make out what he was trying to say at one point. Well, in my dream, I could make it out. Not physically. And this guy was uh, sitting behind me, and I looked in this mirror in front of me, and this guy was smiling at me. He winked at me and smiled at me, and I smiled back a little bit. And he says, he says, can I show you something? And he raised his eyebrows at me and said, yeah. He says, come here. And I walked into a room with him where he shut the door. This, this was an ornate room, very beautiful looking room. He laid down in the bed, and he got undressed and started exposing himself. And I said, this is not God, and I instantly left. But see... The main part of the, the, the whole story is I had a dream as well. 
I'm not perfect. God's, the devil, not God, but the devil, excuse me, Lord, devil back off in Jesus' name. The devil is going to put thoughts in your mind and tempt you with different things in your dreams, in your sleep, in your everyday walk. Because the Bible says that old man shall dream dreams, the young man shall see visions. So even in your waking conscience, you'll see things and you'll you'll have visions and things. And the devil could put a inappropriate vision in front of you, a thought in your mind that makes you go, hmm. Makes you go, man. It's like, for me... Like that song, <laughs> Things That Make You Go, Hmm. <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> that deserves a laugh track. Things That Make You Go, Hmm. I gotta listen to it again. <laughs> the things you come up with these days, some of these things that you come up during the show is fantastic. You bring up things <laughs> I don't, that I know about but don't exactly remember to a T, but you bring them up, and I remember things. It's like you are just—it's—it's it's great, though. It is great to, to have you here because I—I would not be. I my listeners know this too, Chris. When I did my show by myself, I barely laughed. I tried making so many corny jokes during the show; it didn't work. It just wasn't me. But you come up with things that things that make you go, "Hmm." Guys, listen to that song. And when we're done here, I'm going to listen to that song too because I just got to know. I just got to listen to that. It's a classic. But the devil put thoughts in your mind that make you go, hmm, and make you think things because that's just the way the devil is. He wants you to go, hmm, and contemplate on that for a minute because eventually, once you contemplate on that, eventually, if you're not you know, strong like we are in Christ, and a lot of new believers are not strong like this, eventually you're going to fall. You're going to say, yeah, I like that. Let's do it. we got to be rooted strongly in Jesus. Right, and that's where that love relationship comes, and that studying show yourself approved. It doesn't just mean study the word to show to God that you love him, that you want him to let you into heaven and that you love him so you're studying his word so you can write on the tablets of your heart. That study and show yourself approved means so you can ground and root yourself in the word. So you can root yourself so when the devil throws his fiery darts at you of lust and pornography and drugs and alcohol and this and that. The first thing you do is God's word says this. You're going to hold your Bible up and it's going to go ping. It's going to take that dart and cast it somewhere else. Then you're going to hold up the word and it says, God says that I don't need to have fear. Ping! And the dart's going to go flying in another direction. Next thing you know, you're going to take one look at Satan. He's going to be all holy from the dark teeth towards you. <laughs> He's going to be full of holes for the dark teeth towards you and on fire because the, the, the Bible calls them fiery darts. And those darts have poison in them, too. Temptation they feel, they hit you in the heart. They hit you oh, in the heart. Man. I've been they, struck they by you. those darn things so they many times. They hit you in the heart, and they hit you at the weakest moment of your life. Yes. At the worst he knows when ever. He knows when to throw them. Oh, he knows exactly when. You know why he, and he throws? A stri- he throws a fastball, and he throws a strike. He throws a curveball. Yeah, yeah, he throws a curveball. Yeah, that deserves a laugh track. <laughs> he throws a curveball, and you know you're going to get a strike when you go to do that thing. He throws that curveball at you, and you know that you're just about to, and the next thing you know, God says, don't do that. And then you go, strike one. You get that bat back up. He goes, 
Don't do that. Strike two. Get that bat back up. Don't do it. I'm telling you, don't. Strike three. You're out. Then you're at the lowest point in town. That was like, yeah, I got him good. Then you go, okay, Lord, I realize I shouldn't have done that. I know you warned me about it. But see, he he gets you at your weakest moment, just like Job. Just like Job, just like John, his weakest moments, and just like Jesus at his weakest moment, being hungry and being tempted through all these things. But see... And Chris. And Andrew. And, uh, and I didn't say Chaplain Andrew, not because... Well, because I just didn't say Chaplain Andrew, but also because it's just a word. It's just a word. It's just the name of what I hold as a title. That word chaplain doesn't mean diddly squat to God when we get to heaven. That He's not going to say, well, Chaplain Andrew, go to hell. No, he's going to say, Andrew, go to hell. Or my son Andrew, enter into my glory. He's not going to say, Chaplain Andrew, come on in. He's gonna say Andrew because that's my name. That's just a title, and I'm not I'm not anything more special than anybody else is around here. Believe me, I'm just as just as ordinary as you are. I got lips of clay, just like you do. The only difference is is that God is using me and this, my co-host Chris over here in this podcast, and we're displaying God's love through the Word. That's really the only difference between me and you, and you could do the same thing too. You can have your own podcast, you can house your own Word and do a message from God every week like we do, and then you'll still be just not as special as we are. We're still going to be just as normal as you are, because no matter what we do in our lifetime, you can do it too. You can have everything that we have from God, plus some, that we have, because God wants to give it to you too. It's not just for us. But see, the devil hits you at your weakest point, and he says, you know what? I'm going to hit you right there. You know, your wife just left you. I'm going to hit you right there. I'm going to let that hussy walk right down that road, and she's going to shake her thing that her mama gave you, gave her, and she's going to wiggle that thing for you. You're going to fall right into that temptation, and you're going to go, I'm sorry, Lord. You're going to be like, gaga goo. You're going to have no words to say. There's a laugh track. <laughs> but that's the way the devil does it. He does he does the sl- The devil is a very creative man in the wrong way. He's very clever at what he does. But it don't work. He might be clever, but it don't work. It does not work. And and like we say this guys, he does the same things to us that he's always done. Does he not? Correct. The exact same thing does every single time. The first thing the devil does goes to my mind says, you know, you haven't looked at pornography in a while. You should look at that. Or when I was getting to know who God was, is I used to have a, a uh, what was it, a, uh, a KIK account, a kick messenger account, where I communicated with other people. And I would do things on there and the ladies would come on and they would talk dirty and talk nasty and show pictures and stuff and things like that. And uh, so, and when I was becoming a Christian, I said, well, I can't do this no more. I got to get rid of this. And then every once in a while, the devil come back to me and say, you know what? You haven't been on Kick Messenger in a while. And it's only checking messages. You're not showing any pictures to nobody. You're not doing anything. You're just checking messages. 
You're only communicating and talking and checking messages. So now when the devil decides to tempt me again, you know you've been on there in a while. You know it's only checking messages, right? You're not doing anything in a bull crunch. The first thing that's going to happen is as soon as I start falling into that temptation, and I'm going to do something I should not have done to begin with. I'm not just going to check messages and leave. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not going to. I am not just going and, to check and messages and leave. I, I said, I said uh, this before uh, several messages ago. And, of course, the enemy's attacking me right now with my thoughts, so I can't say it. Devil, get behind me in the Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray real quick since you're having this issue. Lord, we come to you humbly before you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, and before Father, our God, Father God. And we say to you, we uh, say to you, Satan, be thou cast removed. We ask you, we don't ask you, we say you get away from him, you back off his mind. In Jesus' name, I plead, I plead the blood of Christ over Chris. I plead the hedge of protection over his mind, his body, his spirit, his soul. I plead the mind of Christ over Chris's mind in that, Lord, whatever it is that he wanted to say that he said several messages ago, you bring it back to his remembrance. We thank we praise you, honor you, all in the matchless name of Christ. Amen, amen. In the name of amen. Jesus, amen. So, Lord, will bring that back to you if it is of importance. So, we're not going to get Oh, it was. Oh, I bet it was. So, he will bring it back to you. That's why the devil's stopping me. Oh, I know. There was times when I wanted to, I was talking to a lady friend of mine, LaKendra. Excuse me, I got take ups now. And this happened, <laughs> the, whew, this happened the last time I tried giving this out to a friend of mine. And because she was speaking to me, and I said, Well, the Lord's commanding us to give more. And I said, And I said to her, I said, The Bible does say to give a 10% of what you make. I said, But if the Holy Spirit speaks to you and asks you, and I stopped right there and I couldn't breathe, I could not breathe. I literally, just like I had a hiccup a second ago, I could not breathe. I was like, I can't breathe. And I'm like wheezing a little bit, and I'm like, devil, you back off in Jesus' name. I said, if the Holy Spirit comes to you and he and he you know asks you to give more, then you obey God and give more according to what God asked you. And I said, There, I said a devil, you back off. <laughs> and I really cursed him out that moment. But see, I had a little problem there too. But in the, the and where I was going with that story, I just lost my train of thought. Devil back off in Jesus' name. You don't have no reign authority over us, our minds, our spirits, and what we're trying to say. He's but, doing it to you now. He's doing it to me too. But the Lord bring it back to remembrance. But anyways, I had a breathing problem. I had a couple problems just for a second ago. And that's where I was going with that part. But uh, um, let me get back into my notes and the Lord bring it back to your attention. But we're not trying to get a little too graphic here because we're not trying to be graphic. We're not here to give you an X-rated message. That's not our job. We're not here to, we're not here. There is there is one day that I, I will say this, uh, I will say this in a polite way. Not really a polite because it's not really rude to nobody. But I will say this in in the best way I can, there is going to be a message one day that me and Chris will talk about. I haven't told him this yet, but it's going to be a message that might uh, restrict our our uh, message or show on YouTube a lot because it's going to be it, it may or may not, 
But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be I can't tell you what the message is just yet, guys, because I don't want to spoil the fun. And there's gonna be all kinds of fun little jokes going on during this whole message. I guarantee it. But it has to be said. It's one of these messages that has to get out there. My co-host will know about this after the show ends. But um, I'm, yeah, I'm just drawing blanks. Devil, back off in Jesus' name. But that love relationship, again, guys, is so that that study and show yourself approved is not just to show God that we love him, but it's so that we could be fully rooted in Jesus Christ and in his word. So we can be fully rooted in his word. So with that being said, let's get a little bit more into my notes that I have here. Uh, because we're because if we are afraid, like I said, we need to be not afraid. If we are afraid, then when the when the earthquakes rumble in our lives, we will fall and fall hard. And the question I asked him was, how many times have we have we have we had earthquakes in our lives rumble in our lives and we fell? And we both would said, like we said, we had a lot of that, a lot of that rumbling in our lives that made us fall a lot. And then we're not joking when we say a lot. We mean every single waking moment of our lives, the rumbles happened. And it's not something that we're proud of, but it's something that made us stronger. It Iron sharpens iron, like I said. The iron, the iron sharpened the iron when we went through those things. And we came out of that fire even sharper than we did before. So we need to stand firm in our belief of God, so that when the devil tempts us, or the devil does anything, like he tempted Job, he tempted Jesus, and things like that, when the devil comes and the earthquakes rumble, we can be like, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We need to be like Jesus and say, Satan, be gone with you. Because that's what it is. We need to we need to stand firm in our belief, and the way we stand firm in our belief is what reading the word, studying to show yourself approved, not just to show also. Go ahead. Also, rejecting Satan's temptations that he Absolutely. tries to push. That's sort of like what what I was going to say. I think. Yeah, that's what you're going to say. Rejecting. That. That we that we should get in the ring with Satan when he tempts us and say, No, I'm not gonna do that. We, we and have a we'll throw a punch at him in the face every time we do that. Absolutely. He's got his fiery darts and we got our punches. We got in the ring. punches. We, he's got his fiery darts and we got the name of Jesus Christ. That deserves a laugh track. We got the name Jesus Christ. And what's funny, it's not the funny that we got the name Jesus Christ, but we got a name that's above all names that that the first thing the devil's gonna do is he's gonna say, Okay, here we go, here we go. He's rearing his arm, he's going lust, and he throws that Jesus Oh and that lust falls to the ground. Okay? Idolatry Jesus And that idolatry falls to the ground. That's like, man, I'm getting beat up over here. I don't know, it's, he's got that name above all names. Oh, I'm getting beat up over here. I think I'm going to leave after this one. This is my last one. He rears his arm up. And he goes, and he goes, doubt! And he throws it, Jesus! And it falls to the ground. See? Hey, I'm out of here. The, at the name of Jesus, the devil has to flee, and Satan, Satan has to flee, and demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Like I said in the, in the, the announcements, guys, 
Jesus does not have to appear for the devil to leave. The fact that Jesus lives inside you is enough for him to flee. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, including the devil, and every tongue shall confess, including Satan, that Jesus Christ is truly Lord and not Lucifer. See what I'm saying? Lucifer wants to be God. He tried playing God and it didn't work for him. He got cast into hell for being God or trying to be God. And so we want to be in heaven with him. And so the devil has to flee at the name of Jesus. That's it, at the name of Jesus. If you think about it, Chris, our names are powerful too. My name, Andrew, is powerful. The name of Chris is powerful too. Why? Because Jesus lives inside us. Uh Uh-oh, Andrew woke up again this morning. He's he's about to attack me. Oh, I'm out of here. There, there was that deserves a laugh track. There was a, there was a. Uh, let me get the laugh track going. <laughs> there was a, a magnet I saw at a store once that says, "Live every day for God so much that when you wake up the next day, oh, Andrew's awake." Make the devil fear you every time you wake up, so that God can have presence in your life. Because if you don't, if the devil doesn't fear that you're awake. Doesn't is not afraid that you're awake. Oh yeah, Andrew's awake. Oh, who cares? I'm going to tempt him over here now. But as soon as you wake up and you're living for God, live tomorrow like you like there's no tomorrow. So when you live for tomorrow, when Jesus finally meets you, you done your job. You live for tomorrow. So live tomorrow. So when you wake up, the devil has to fear you because you're awake and you're about to throw all them darts back at him again and make him holy. I want all the demons and devils and powers of hell to tremble every time I get my feet out of bed. As soon as you plant your feet on that floor, as soon as you go like this, you want the devil to go, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap. What did I do? I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> That's what you want to happen. Every time you plant your feet on that ground, you want the devil to be out of there. We kind of added more to the message, I feel. We added a lot more to this message. I mean, I I, I ran out of notes. We're still talking. We're still talking. And it, I don't know if it exactly pertains to it entirely 100%, but it is pertaining to something that God wants the listeners to hear. I mean, and it seems like when we do this, we had three, we had 45 minutes at one point. Me and my buddy Steve would have to record, re-record a new part of it and piece it together and stuff and all that fun stuff just to get a full one out there. We have to start a new live seg- seg- section segment. And then we got three hours. And then me and Chris kept running out of time. Remember when we had our co-host, Connecticut Chris, and we ran, and we ran out of time so much that it said zero. One and I said goodbye and hung up the the uh, the message. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then there's several times that we've ran out of a three hour time slot. Almost ran out completely. We were on for two hours ninety nine minutes and like thirty some seconds or something. I can't remember. You mean fifty nine minutes? Yeah, two hours, fifty nine minutes, and like. 23 seconds or something. It was really close to the line. And we ran out. And now that we have five hours of time, we still run to like, you know, 15, 20 minutes left before it ends. We're still getting out of time still. (laughs) 
That's only because God knows that we're going to give this message to anybody we can. I want to be podcasting to the day that I go to be with God. I want to say, and I, and I, and I don't want to physically finish the last episode. I want to say, this is TGIF reminding you to, one, trust the Lord in all your ways. Two, lean out to your own understandings. And three, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Thank you, and, and have God take me home right there. Right at the word <clears throat> and. And never say good night. Just take me at the word and. Thank you and. And stop right there. I want to be doing for God at the last minute that I go to be with him. Cause that would be- I got a laugh track for you. Go ahead. Um, the man that I said that has Satan in him. Yeah. Because the way he talks. He's mumbling and grumbling and shouting and... Uh, crying out weird sounds in Satan's voice. So Satan is speaking. I get why you say that deserves a laugh track because you know what? God is doing something. And when God's doing something, that's when the devil wants to come out and say, hey, why do you have to do that? So the devil's peeing off. Satan's mad. Satan at this moment is very mad, and that did deserve a laugh track. Definitely deserves a laugh track. Because the devil is funny. The devil is a hilarious guy. If you take all the evil away from him, he'd make a great comedian. A great comedian. Because <laughs> the, the devil is funny. Everything that he does is, is laughable. You laugh at everything he does. It's funny. But you know what? It's not funny because he's, he really means it, too. He really means everything he does. Everything that he tempts us with every day, he means it. That devil is very clever in a bad way. And he's I funny, I told too. you that one time. I told you that one time that he said, you know what, I'm going to give you everything in the world if you just start worshiping me. Right. And you know what I said? Hell no. Me too. I could have had the cars. I could have had all the money. I could have had everything I wanted. My grand would could not have suffered. I could have had anything and everything. There was one time that I really, and the reason why I say I could have, could have had anything and everything, there was one time to where <coughs> I was in the youth home, and uh, my listeners should know by now, I was locked up for 12 years of my life for the simple fact that a bunch of hearsay happened. I, I won't say that I didn't do anything, but what they said did not happen. And so when that is that didn't happen, I was put into jail for a wrong reason. I was locked I was up for wrong. a wrong reason. I was wrongly accused for my accident. So see, we're all being accused for things, and that's what it is when God has a... When I was beaten, I was beaten by the two police officers. They handcuffed me and put the handcuffs on my back, and they took shots at me in the head. They hit me on both sides of my head as hard as they could, just above the ear, repeatedly. And the reason why I said I could have had everything is because at one time when I was locked up for being wrongfully accused, and I went to the youth home, and I, I used to do magic when I was a kid. I still do. I still do magic, and Chris knows that's one of my that's one of my passions is my uh, doing my card tricks and all my fun. I just do tricks that have 
they have an explanation to them. Like if if you throw a card in the air and it disappears, but you hide it behind the palm of your hand, that's something that's not witchcraft. That's something that can be explainable when you turn your hand over. Or if you hide a coin in one hand, but you make them think you put it in your other hand, that is sleight of hand. That's where you can show the coin in your other hand, and it's there. Witchcraft is where you can't explain anything, but spirits caused it to happen. If you can't explain it, then that's witchcraft. But the, the, what I was going to say is, and Chris knows that's my passion, but as as a kid one day, a couple of people, a couple of the guys that that I was uh, hanging with at the youth home at the time, said, so they go, we know you like magic. One of them actually said, we know you like magic. He says, I know how you can get real magic and get all the real powerful magic you want. And you can do all kinds of things. You can turn invisible. And I learned the invisibility spell. Never do it, but I learned the invisibility spell. There is such a thing. And you can turn invisible. They taught it to me too. You can uh, turn invisible. You can disappear. You can do all kinds of things. And you will have all the magic in the world if you give your life to say, now they were joking, as in they weren't really trying to convert me to Satanism, because they they afterwards laughed at it. But I stood by that window, by the window in the uh, in the room, and I thought about it for a minute. I stood by that window, looked up to the sky, and said, "If you're out there, whoever you are, I don't know what your name is." I said, "But I want to." And then they go, "Andrew, time for lunch." I said, ooh, macaroni and cheese, and I ran. And as soon as I left, I came back to that, to, I came back to the hall again where I lived, and I didn't remember a single thing about it. I was that close to giving my life to the devil, that close to having everything I could have wanted, but that close to going to hell. Because once you give your life to Satan, it's one of the, I'm not saying you can't take it back and give it to God. You can but that's one of the hardest things to do is to give your life back to God once Satan already has it. It's one of the hardest things. And the devil makes it so, so, makes it sound so like you can't. Believe me, there are people out there, there are musicians like Robert Johnson is the main guy I was going to speak on for a second. And he wrote a song, he wrote a couple songs called Me and the Devil. It's called Me and the Devil Blues. And, uh, and right in the middle of the song, he says, I think it, uh, he goes, because uh, here, uh, he goes, there's a knock on the door. He goes, I said, hello, Satan, I think it's time to go. Because see, the devil makes you think that once you give it to him, that you can't turn around and go back to God. You can. Don't let the devil make you think you can't. You can. Because the thing is, if you, because the devil makes you think you can't. But if you give your heart honestly to God, he say, look, I don't know what this is, and I don't want it. It's scary. Can you take this away, God? And I love you for it. And I'll always love you. Then God will come back. We need to do a message on the master of deception. Oh, yeah. We got to do one of those. That would be perfect. But Jesus will come back into your life again and give you back the keys to the kingdom. Just because the an artist says you can't, you can. He wrote another song called Hell, Hell, Not My Trail. I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. There's a hellhound on my trail. So 
Don't let the devil, just because you hear it in popular culture and music and all this stuff, that you can't give your life back to Christ once you give it to the devil. You can. You can give your soul to Satan today, and in 10 years from now, repent, come back, and give it to God, and he'll accept you again. As long as you do not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. If you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, that's a true sin that is unforgivable. Mm. You'll never, ever, ever be forgiven of that again. But you can you can give your soul to Satan. You can come back 10 years from now and give it right back to God. And God will say, welcome back. Welcome back. He'll, he'll, he'll honor you just like the prodigal son. Remember that story, Chris, how the prodigal son came back and he goes, I want you to kill the fattest calf. You go get my sandals and give him my robe. My son has returned. I mean, that father party down when his son returned. I guarantee you. Didn't he lose his robe, the garment of praise? I'm not sure. Let me see if I can look that up. And then he got it back at the end. His brothers were jealous of him and wanted to kill him. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. His brothers were jealous of him, you're right. And they took the garment of praise, but he got it back, though. But he threw a party. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that when his son came back, he probably got the local band artist of the band of the time and got them assembled. And I, I guarantee you they partied down and had a hoedown at, the, at their house. Let me see if I can't look this up quick. Son. There we go. Prodigal Son. And... S-C-R-I-P-T-U-R Scripture. Prodigal Son Scripture. Where are we at? Luke 15, 11-32. Again, that's Luke 15, 11-32. Let's go go into that for a minute. Because I want to... Because that rings rings another bell. We're We're having a great show, are we not? Yes. And to think about it, because just today the devil got me down, and I was feeling it today, and I was, and and Chris was not feeling it today, and he was not going to come on. And then I decided, since he was not going to come on, that I was going to do a throwback. I was going to throw back a message, and I said, "Well, he ain't coming on anyways." Blah blah blah. And then I got, then I got the courage to, to uh. To do the show, and then Chris ended up calling me. So what the devil thought he had going on in our lives, which was not to do a show today, he ended up not winning. God ended up having reign and authority over the situation. And then we ended up having the best show we had so far. That's the way it always happens, is it not? Precisely. That's how it happens. We may feel one thing, and the next thing you know, it's like, well, that changed our minds, and now we're doing this now. And this is what it is. It, it always happens this way. So let's go to chapter 15 of Luke. I think it was starting at verse 11. 15, 
starting at verse 11. Then he said, A certain man had two sons. There we are. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of God's Give me the portion, the portion of goods, of goods that fall on me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, gathered all together, joined to a journey to a far country and there wasted his possessions and there wasted his possessions with I believe it's prodigal living but when he had spent all there arose and when he spent all and when he had spent all there arose a severe famine in that land and he began to be in i'm reading poorly today began to be in in want there we go then he went and journeyed himself to a city to to a city citizen of that country and he sent he sent him well, hold, hold on guys I'm so sorry citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate and no one gave him anything but when he came to to himself he said how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hand servants. And he came and he arose and came to his father. Now this is the part we want to get to, guys. Came to his father. But when he was still a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion and had compassion and ran and fell on his and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you, against heaven and you in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet 
and bring the fatted calf here, the fattest calf here, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and now is alive again. Amen. Praise the Lord on that note, guys. Amen. Because see, that's the way Jesus is. You you can give, and that's the, that's a perfect scripture, the prodigal son. You can go like that son. You can give yourself to the devil. And as long as you don't blaspheme God, you can come back and say, like, I'm not worthy to be called your son. But God says, yes, you are. God says, you kill the fattest calf. You give him my robe. You give him my sandals. Because my son was lost, but now is found. And as the song says, was blind, but now sees again. So you can give your life to say, like I almost did. But you can still come back to Christ. And there are several people who actually did such a thing. And I'll give you perfect examples. For an example, and Chris knows this, and this really gets me excited. Alice Cooper. Remember him, Chris? I sure do. One of the biggest Satanists in the entire world. Alice Cooper believed everything that Aleister Crowley said. He said, do as thou wilt, should be the whole law. And then the law, there's nothing else, you know, greater than do as thou wilt. Alice Cooper gave his soul to the devil. One of I'm the afraid of- she would do this rituals that were demonic. Oh, I know. And one of their albums, one of the albums, I believe, it said, it was called, We Sold Our Souls to the Devil. The exact words on the album had that in there. But guess what? Alice Cooper gave his life to God. He gave it to the devil and said, I'm retracting that. He says, God, you take it now. You have it. Alice Cooper, from being a Satanist who would get on stage and worship the devil and be possessed on stage, comes back to loving God and says, Look, I have no fear of telling them about my faith in Jesus. None. Amen. Think about that, guys. That's a real living testimony proof that you can give yourself to the saint, to the devil and give it back to God years down the road. You can do that. Now, now, we're not saying that you should do that. We shouldn't. But if you did, and I'm speaking to those out there who are struggling, who are like the prodigal son, and we're going again with another message, guys, the prodigal son, who had lost everything just because he did it his way and scoundered everything and, and ran with everything and, and went to the brothel houses back then and spent it on the women and spent it on the drink and the food and the wine and the drugs and whatever you're spending it on and whatever you're doing and wasting your life. When you give your life to the devil and he has reign authority over you and you're struggling like that, that's the perfect opportunity to say, Jesus, take it. Devil, back up, back off. You're not giving me heartburn. You're not giving me the hiccups. You're not giving me the burps. I'm going to speak this word, and no one can say otherwise because countless others say that you can't, but you can. You can give your life back to Christ as long as you don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit and say that God does not exist. When you blaspheme God and say that God does not exist, that's you're done and over with. That can never be. That can never be unfor- That can never be forgiven. But you can give your life back to Christ no matter how far down you go. There's several artists. There's the bass player for, I think it's uh, Korn. Yeah, the bass player for Korn gave his life to Christ. Is now living for God. Uh, 
what's his name, Mark Foreigner from Grand Funk Railroad, is another true living testimony that now sings for God and gives glory to God. So these people in their life would be possessed on stage, would tell kids to... There's people out there right now like uh, ICP who are telling kids that, who used to tell kids, uh, how old are you? You're saying clown posse? Yep. Let's say, how old are you? Oh, you're only 12? Have you have you smoked something yet? Well, go ahead and do drugs or kill somebody. You're, you're still a minor. Because back then, you used to be able to get away with stuff when they were around. You used to be able to get away with killing somebody because what happened was is you are a minor. They couldn't punish you as an adult. And then when they started opening up uh, facilities for minors, that's when all that stopped. But before they had prisons, you couldn't be charged as an adult because you were a minor. He said, they would say, go kill somebody. Go do drugs or go snort something because you're still a minor. You're still under the age. And back then you couldn't get charged as an adult. Now you can of course. But, I mean, there's people out there who used to tell that to kids, and then now they're they're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, and they love God. I mean, what more do you want? That's a living proof testimony that you can give your life to Christ, even though you gave it to the Satan, to the devil to begin with, and we're that far down. You can be so far down that the devil has you bound, and all you got to do is say, Jesus! Call on his name. The sweetest name I know. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. I love that song. And it's just the same as his lovely name. That's the reason why I love him so. For Jesus is the sweetest name I know. I can't sing, and I don't care that I can't sing. I borrow, I'm just enjoying myself right now. Jesus is here. God is here. We're having a great time. We're shouting hallelujah. We're praising God. We're just giving you a word. We're going with the flow now. And that's what's beautiful. We're going with the flow. But see, it's the name of Jesus. If you're bound by the devil, just say Jesus. And that's it. Jesus. And it's over with. Amen. Amen. He breaks every chain. Every chain. So don't let no one tell you you can't give your life back to God just because you gave it to the devil. That's a bunch of baloney. And I know, and I gave you several examples, and that's a bunch of baloney that you can't, because you can. Even even ACDC, they wrote Hell's Bells, and uh, what was the other song? The Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell. Yeah. Yeah, they wrote some really terrible songs. One of the biggest bands in the 80s. One of the biggest bands in the eighties, but don't let just because they just because they say anything about you know highway to hell and you can't give your life back to Christ, you can. Don't let nobody fool you that you can't, because you can. Like I said, the only way you can you can you can not go to heaven is you blaspheme God by saying that God and the Holy Spirit does not exist, even when uh What's his name? The Doors. What's the lead singer's name? Mark? No, Mike? No, Morrison. Something. What's his name? Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison said, he said in one of his songs, he says, uh, he said, I cancel my subscription to the resurrection. He says, I give my credentials to the hell, de- to the, no, he says, I give my credentials to the hall of detention. Even though he physically said that, that he, res- he does not want anything to do with the resurrection, 
but he wants to give his he wants to he basically wants to give his soul to, to the devil or give his credentials to the hall of detention even though he said that he didn't physically say that god does not exist because everyone has to acknowledge that god does exist but even though he didn't say that, he still could have, in his lifetime, I don't know if he did, but he could have, in his lifetime, on his deathbed, said, you know what, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And he would have made it into heaven. Just like I think that guard, when they pierced Jesus in the side, I really think that that guard made it to heaven. Because think about it. When Jesus died on the cross, and that veil was rent in two, at that exact moment, what did God give to everyone? At that, moment, at that exact moment, when Jesus died and the veil was rent in two and the law was fulfilled, what did God give everyone right then and there? Grace. That's the moment when grace started. The minute that Jesus died on that cross and was dead, that's the minute that grace started was when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That's when grace... When he said the last words, it is finished. Right. Because what did he say? He says, Father. He says, forgive them. Before he's even dead, he says, forgive them. For they do not know what they're doing. He said right there, he said, Father, give them grace. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know that I'm actually the Son of God. I tried telling them, but they don't know this. Don't hold them accountable. So if you think about it, I, and I, always, I always had this question about, did that guard that pierced Jesus on the side, when he said, truly you are the Son of God, as the blood flowed onto him, did he make it to heaven? Absolutely he did. Because Jesus... Blood and water fell on him. He was washed by the blood right then and there, physically washed by the blood. And Jesus died and gave grace immediately after he died. And then... Once he rose from the dead, he rose and conquered the death, burial, and resurrection. So that God was absolutely 100% forgiven. It was written that blood and water, when, when he was pierced, it was written in the Bible that blood and water uh, redeemed us. Yes. Blood and water flowed from Jesus' side. It said he pierced them, and it flowed from his side. It didn't say it trickled. It didn't say it trickled down the cross and it dripped. No, it flowed. And if you think about it, Chris, what is our bodies made up of? Blood and water. Mostly water. And blood. Blood is what makes us function, and water is what our bodies are made from, blood and water. So when, that, so when, they, when Jesus was pierced on his side... His body was just depleting everything. I mean, it was flowing. And this guy was like, truly you are the son of God, while blood and water is flowing onto him. And he's and he's confessing this with his own mouth. I do believe, because the Bible says, with confession comes repentance. With repentance comes what? Salvation. So I guarantee you at that moment, he was, he was repenting of everything that he did in his lifetime to this man. Because he said, and he said in his own words, truly, this was the Son of God. As the blood flowed on him. I mean, you can't get any clearer than that, that he made it to heaven. I always thought, did he make it, did he not make it? Because he killed Jesus, he this, he that. Because, see, in the Old Testament, 
if you were to do something wrong like that and kill somebody with without because back then grace was not around there was no holy spirit in the world at that moment for grace you'd go straight to hell like when the two people gave up their property and held some of that money back for themselves he says not only did you lie to me the prophet but you lied to god and they instantly took up the ghost and died there are several places in the bible where people lied and did things and when prophets spoke back then if they weren't accurate if they were not accurate then they would they would die too because they were false prophets back then because see they were under the law and I had to think about this, and I just realized it now that he made to heaven because I used to think, well, it was, wasn't that part of the Old Testament that the blood was falling on him at that moment? Or is that the New Testament? I couldn't decipher which one was which. I think it's the New Testament. It is, because he had died and the blood fell upon the man. And once he was dead, and he said, it is finished. Because if you think about it, He's already dead at that moment, because he's. What did the What did the other guards say before he pierced him? He goes, "Stick him in the side. Let's make sure he really is dead." Was the exact words? Was it not? To pierce him in the side was not because they wanted to kill him. To pierce him in the side was to make sure he was dead, to make sure he was not no longer breathing and living. That was the piercing. So just the nailing itself, when he says, it is finished, and he bowed his head and died, that's when grace came. So immediately after he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and died, as he took that arrow and he pierced the Son of God, and he bled all over him, even before that moment, that was the New Testament, because he was already dead at that moment. When he said, it is finished, it was done. It was done. That's when grace happened, was it is finished. And then came grace. Then came the Holy Spirit into the world. The Comforter, as he promised his disciples, I will bring forth the Comforter. And he will will show you everything you need to know about me. Mm. And so at that moment, he said it is finished. He, that's when grace appeared. And and there's a song I used to listen to, and I still do. It's called, It is Finished. And the words of the song said, it is finished. The battle is over. It is finished. There will be no more war. It is finished. The end of the conflict. It is finished. And Jesus has won. And Jesus is Lord. Think about that. Jesus is Lord. And it is finished. I don't know what else to say right now. But it is finished. That's all I can say. But at that moment when he said it is finished, that's when the New Testament started, right then and there. Right then and there. Because as the Bible says, when he died, the veil was rent in two. It was ripped in two. And now you can enter into the holies of holy without having to be somebody special. Well, guys... If that didn't encourage you today, I do not know what will, because that was powerful. We did not want to go into the, the, the end of it like we did. And I don't know why we got to that, but that was mighty and powerful. That was mighty and powerful. And I'm going to have to say that was our best show yet, but we're still not done. Because we are going to play a few pieces of music as well. Now I had ten pieces of music all planned out. And I know I said that I will play... Uh, a certain song first, 
but God can change his mind. God can change his mind what song he wants first, and we played. He's been there first. Because and that's a perfect idea, because if you think about it, we talked about how the earthquakes come in our lives, and the song says that he's been there. So he's been through all the earthquakes we're going through right now. So that was a perfect, perfect song to play for the beginning of our show. So with that being said, let's get into a couple brief pieces of music here. We are at 95 minutes left. You know what, guys? 95 minutes is like what? Less is like almost, it's like an hour and a half or less, I think it is. How long is 95 minutes, Chris? Hour and 35 minutes. Yeah, it's less than an hour and a, it's less than an hour and a half now. Hour and thirty five minutes. So we're when we're five minutes, five minutes more than an hour and a half. Oh, five minutes more than an hour and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Never mind. I thought I thought fifty was half because fifty is half of anything like in dollars and cents. So I thought that was half of something. My fault. But yeah. Five minutes more than an hour and a half. And when we play that song, it's going to be less than an hour and a half. So let's get into a song for for our next song. And I have a whole track list play laid out right here that I was going to play. And I decided that I'm going to do... Okay, we need to do this real quick, as quick as we can. Because, because this, uh, hopefully this doesn't cut us out, so let's pray real quick. Lord, we're going to do a song because you want me to do one song real quick. We're going to do this song and this is not going to cut out. It's not going to stop the show. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Devil, you have no reign authority over this and we're going to do this because God wants us to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's not talk for a minute. Hold on, guys. We'll be right back with you in just a second. Praise the Lord, it worked. We did not cut out in Jesus' name. So we're going to do our next our next song, and this is a perfect piece that God wants you to play, a perfect piece to play for this message. And this song is simply entitled, Lord, Lead Me, by none other than Dr. Prophet Larry O'Rell. Enjoy, Lord, Lead Me. Stormy 
Amen, guys. That was, again, Lord Lead Me by none other than Dr. Prophet Larry O'Reilly. I thought that was a perfect fitting song for that message title. And we're going to get into another song. And we are going to get into Life Everlasting because when God directs your every steps, you have what's called Life Everlasting when you go to be with God. So let's enjoy Life Everlasting by none other than Dr. Tom Ray. Enjoy life everlasting. to me you came to 
Hallelujah, praise the Lord, Let's give the Lord a clap offering on that note, guys. <laughs> Glory be to God and God alone. Because here's the thing, though. The reason why I say it's a perfect thing, and I thought about this, too, during the song, because I said, well, it's not exactly perfect. It is, though. Because when, when you're going through stuff, that's the perfect time when you're going through earthquakes. That's the perfect time to get to God and say, God, what do you want me to do? Ask him to lead you, number one. Then he leads you and you do for God here. You get what? You get life everlasting. And then what comes next after you getting life everlasting is now that you know you're going to get that, is you come to what now? What do you come to do next after you know that you're going to get life everlasting? You come to worship God. 
So let's enjoy by none other than Dudley Smith. I come to worship you. Enjoy, I come to worship you.
Amen. That was like, come to worship you by none other than Dudley Smith. And again, this almost happened. There's two buttons on the top, and then on the bottom, there's another button. On the top, it stops the podcast, and on the bottom, it just turns on the microphone. I almost stopped the podcast again. (laughs) With that being said, praise the Lord. Guys, I'm enjoying this music as much as you are. And when you worship God, what's the next thing we do? Is we will sing hallelujah. So with that being said, let's play. We'll sing hallelujah by none other than the K. Daniel Spirit and Truth Worship Band. Enjoy. We'll sing hallelujah. We'll sing hallelujah. We'll sing hallelujah. We'll sing hallelujah. We'll sing hallelujah.
That once again, guys, is we'll sing. Oops, sorry about that. That was we'll sing hallelujah by none other than the K Daniel Spirit and Truth Worship Band. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering on that note again, because we love to worship God. Not just in song, but in our praise offering of claps as well. Let's do this. We've been on here for... Hallelujah. Absolutely. We've been on here for 2 hours, 28 minutes, and 32 seconds. We've been on here... Devil, you back off. My microphone's about to fall to the floor. We've been on here, guys. For almost, we've been on here for actually four hours or more. So let's do this. First, let me get my microphone back up. There we go. Devil, thank you. Get away. You have no reign authority over this. My microphone is about to plunge to that floor. We are not going to let that happen in Jesus' name. So let's, let's do a set of songs. Let's do three songs. We'll play two. We'll pray, and then we'll play, play, play one, and then we'll end the show that way. How's that sound? Is that okay with you over there? Um, say that again. We're going to do three songs, play two of them. We're going to pray, and then we're going to play the last song and end the show. How's that sound? Okay. Because you've been out here for more than four hours, so we're going to... We're gonna. It's not that we can't do this, guys. We can do a whole five-hour show if we want to, but it's late at night and we're getting tired and all this stuff. So let's do it this way. Let's play two songs. And the first song we're gonna play. Let me see. Since God's been changing my song, I mean my song list has been changed entirely. The songs I had in mind already were not what I wanted. What I wanted to play were were not what I've actually played. So let's do one from Dr. Prophet Larry Orell. I'm feeling that right now. And let's do Shower the People by none other than Dr. Prophet Larry Orell. Enjoy Shower the People. Thank you. 
That, once again, guys, was Shower the People by none other than Dr. Prophet Larry O'Rell. Again, that was Shower the People. And here's what I want to say, that he didn't mention it in the song, which is which is okay, because that was the way his song was going. It said, Shower the People you love with love, but Shower the People that despitefully persecute you wrong use you with love, too. Shower, the, shower those kinds of people with love, too. Your enemies, why? Because then it shows the love and mercy of God. And when you show the love and mercy of God, you have that relationship with God that we spoke about earlier. And that relationship lets God know that you truly love Him with all your heart and soul and mind. With that being said, we did two songs. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you once again. I know we prayed a lot today, Lord. Because there's a lot going on in each and every one of the listeners' lives right now. There's earthquakes happening in their lives, Lord, that they don't know what they can what they can do about it. But we come back again, Lord, humbly before you. Excuse me, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we get to not only come come together as the family of TGIF, the family of God. That we get to come not just before you as our as your as your as your children. But come before you to worship you, and not only just to worship you, but to love you, to show to show our love to you, and to learn more about you, Lord. It's important that we firmly ground ourselves in the Word of God, that we fully, fully root ourselves in the Word of God, that we can withstand the fiery darts of the enemy. Like I said, Lord, when the devil rears his arm, he goes, Lust! And he throws that dart. We say, Jesus! Ping! And the dart falls off. Fall, falls down and poof, hits the floor. We thank you, Lord, that we're fully rooting ourselves in you and in your word, Lord. That when that devil does anything, we can say, just like you did, we can say, devil, be gone with you. Because at that moment, you wanted him gone. Because you know, at that moment, Lord, that all that was was just a temptation and a test to see your faith and you held your faith just like job did and job held his faith just like john the revelator did when he when god spoke to him so lord help us to be more like these three individuals john the revelator job and you help us to be more like these three people lord that we can have our faith and our lives fully rooted in you lord that we can say just like meshach shadrach and bendigo whatever earthquakes come our way whatever happens whether or not you or whether or not our god saves us we'll go into this furnace anyway because because you know what 
uh, King, we don't we don't worship your false idols. So no matter what you do, Lord, we're still going to do what we need to do for help. So help us, Lord, to root our faith in you so we can be just like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, Lord, that we can root ourselves in you and so that the world can know more about you and that the world can see you through us. And Lord, that we can go through earthquakes and we can go through these things and not waver in our faith lord because that's all our earthquake is for it's the devil trying to waver us in our faith and he's just like you know job saying you know what if i take everything away from your servant andrew over there if i take away everything from your servant chris over there or your servant you know kimberly or your servant this or that whoever the servant's name is if i take that away i guarantee you they will dishonor you and they'll curse you but you know what, Lord? We're not going to do that. We're not going to curse you in any way. We're not going to say, why did you do this wrong thing? We're not going to accuse you of wrong, even though we're imperfect. We will not accuse you of wrong or curse you, Lord, because we know that it's a test. And we want to pass this test. And we want to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into my glory. And I pray, Lord, that you bless everyone the sound of my voice. From you bless everyone to settle my voice, whatever it is they need, Lord, you give them your heart, their heart's desire, as long as it not be what selfish. Now, when I was, I want just because I have to have the Bible says, don't covet anything that your neighbor had neighbor has. So, Lord, we ask you to bless them with whatever their heart's desire is. They need a car. They need finance. They need money. They need health, wealth, whatever it is they need. You give it to them, Lord. And I ask you to bless them from the top. I ask you to heal them from the top at the top from the tops of their heads to the soles of their feet from diseases like cancer and diabetes and muscular dystrophy. Heal my mom's arm that is not frozen. Heal my sister from all her heart conditions that is not uh, that it's that it's gone. And heal my co-host Chris from all the feelings and the negative thoughts that the devil puts in him. Heal him from them so they don't affect. His spiritual walk with God. Because Lord, it takes a toll on us when the devil beats us up like this. But help us to live for you and live stronger. And heal me from the hurts that I'm going through as of right now. From this job situation. And heal those, Lord, that contracted diseases through sin. They contracted them themselves through sin. Yes, the HIV, the AIDS, the syphilis, the gonorrhea, the herpes. Why? Because when you heal them, Lord, it shows your mercy, your power, and your grace. I'm reminded of a scripture, Lord, that says, you came through the door. It doesn't say you opened the door. It says you passed through the door because you're all spirit at that moment. He said, Thomas, look at my hands. Thrust your finger into my side and see that I'm God. What did Thomas do? He got on his knees and said, truly you are the Son of God. What did you say? Blessed are those who have seen and believed. But it doesn't stop there. It says, blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. So Lord, show them now. Show them now so that when they come back, they don't have to say, they have to see to believe because they'll say it all. They'll say, if he's done it then, he will do it now. So with that being said, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're healing them. And show them now, Lord, so when they come back, they don't have to see if he's the same God back then. He's the same God now. Go ahead and pray if you want to, Chris. I just want to say to the listening audience, God bless you richly and God keep you safe in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. We love you guys. Let's get into our last song. And this is simply entitled Give Him Praise because that's what we love to do on this show. We love to give Him Praise. So enjoy Give Him Praise by the the K. Daniel Spirit and Truth Worship Band. Enjoy Give Him Praise. Yeah. 
That, once again, guys, was Give Him Praise by none other than the K. Daniel Spirit and Truth Worship Band. Let's give him praise one last time. Give a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this ministry, in our lives, and in just in us in general. And what you're going to do with us, with our minds, and renew us, because the Bible says that. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, guys, me and Chris here, we love you. Amen. Amen. All of you are loved by Jesus. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. Absolutely. Jesus loves you greatly. And that's, that's, the, main, that's the main reason why he died on that cross. Not because he had to, in which he had to for us to be saved, but because he loved us. That much do you want to show us our love by dying and raising from that grave? We love you guys. We want to see you again. I will. I will definitely see you again this Wednesday for outside the classroom Wednesdays. I got a uh, Pastor Barry preached it again this week, and we got the the part two to this message this week, and we're going to we're going to we're going to get it done. But with that being said, guys, we love you, and we'll see you also on on Saturday. But me and the co-host will see you next Monday as well together. So uh, hopefully, as long as things happen the way we need them to, we'll see you next week because we can't promise anything. I can't say I'll see you soon or see you next week or see you Wednesday if I don't know I'm going to be here or not tomorrow. So with that being said, God willing, we'll see you both. Both of us will see you next week. And that, with that being said, guys, this is TGIF, reminding you to, one, trust in the Lord in all your ways, two, lead not to your own understandings, and three, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Thank you, and good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.